another session of the Corona Investigative Meeting, the forty-eight uh, meeting, uh, the eighty-fourth meeting. Sorry, and we are moving up to Christmas. Um, the topic is one bear another's load, and the point is that we are all confronted with a lot of load um, carrying not our own but that of others and we see the suffering of others as well the suffering of children who suffer beneath their masks parents who have to take a decision whether to take the shots or not or are driven into the imaginations that children have to be vaccinated and people who regret having taken this step uh, so difficult decisions and the uh, Christmas time is coming tomorrow is Christmas Eve and normally we spend these days in with our families and for many people this is simply not possible because they have split and they are in row with their relatives and they are not well received by relatives because they don't want to be tested or they are not vaccinated or whatever so it's a very bizarre situation and very sad for many many people apart from that or beyond that many many things are happening the common fight is going on and that gives us power we see lots of rallies in the streets um, taking walks with candles and uh, starting to talk with each other and find strength in this new community so things are going in two ways so to say and um, due to upcoming Christmas I have changed my dress but we have uh, something that we haven't we've missed the other two weeks because we are here physically Rainer has come back and we will today look into the topics coming up Rainer well in line with the Christmas season we have the year's image that we might show uh, where a Christmas uh, uh, Santa Claus is being arrested whoever thinks that is uh, acceptable um, is really lost so maybe you can see it now it's a um, Father Christmas who is being arrested by the police a very festive image unfortunately we can't see the number of this uh, police officer otherwise we'd put him on our list uh, because at the end of our meeting we will uh, explain it with our international uh, colleagues we will build a website with the help of Wilfred Schmitz where all those evil events that really should be taken to court immediately if the court still were functional which is not the case uh, where all these events are being recorded at the end there will be three short video clips one uh, which is sort of funny but at the same time is um, sad marketing of the um, vaccine manufacturers is applicable to all other areas you should watch it then a demonstrator who was obviously asked by a mainstream media why are you doing this and the mainstream media uh, was hoping to um, get uh, the interviewee to um, um, lose it which he didn't and I don't think it was sent and then we have a, an interview with a medical uh, uh, legal expert in Germany uh, who 
advises against um, uh, using the uh, vaccines by BioNTech. Uh, we know that it contains uh, lipids that are not good for anybody, particularly bad for children. Yes, a little remark. We have started a news channel. 10, 15 minutes and it will be broadcast daily. We have broadcast uh, one program yesterday and the one of today will be uploaded again and tomorrow there will be a new one and we'll put the one from yesterday up again so it's great i'm very happy we are happy to get uh, stefan Kohn, my personal hero as a spokesperson and uh, it's great that now in brief um, sequence we can report on the latest news also some excerpts from the investigative committee or snippets from the sessions so that you can get an impression of what's going on maybe we should uh, say who stefan is he is the author of the uh, wrong alarm paper from the uh, ministry of in, uh, of the interior uh, which has never been um, um, proven false. On the contrary, whatever he had uh, claimed um, has been vindicated. Actually, uh, it has been exceeded by uh, real developments, but that will help us over the uh, hurdles. Uh, the body count will um, be pushed in our direction. Well, that's it. So let's turn to our first guest we are going to start talking to alexander kogan he is the chair of the jewish uh, community in paderborn he's also an engineer for water and agricultural sciences can you hear us yes yes i can hear you good good morning mr kogan are you okay according to the circumstances i suppose that's the way everything okay here I have uh, grown with the pressure. <coughs> you can see my biography at uh, jg um, at paderborn.de. You can see my CV, etc. I am a um, an engineer. Um, I got my degree in um, Israel and then I continued uh, studying in Germany in IT and I spent uh, my professional life in software companies with large companies with Mercedes in the south all the way up to the north in Hamburg etc etc and in the meantime between projects I have also uh, been active in the community for 36 years in the Jewish community of Paderborn and I uh, ran for the chairmanship um, and I was chairperson uh, from 2000 to 2004 and then from 2015 to today my second and third terms <coughs> Right, so much on my own person. I would like to explain right now from the Jewish perspective 
maybe concerning our origin, why do people who were created by God, not only uh, humans, but plants and all other organisms have two important things, all uh, coming from the Bible. We were created to live and to procreate. And our bodies are temples of God, which house the soul, etc., etc. And to preserve our body um, requires four elements on a daily basis. Air, we breathe, so do plants and all other organisms. We need water. Our body is composed mostly of water and all processes inside it need water. Then we need uh, nutrients, food, and the fourth element, very importantly, we need sleep. Because it is during sleep that all healing processes are performed. When you get up in the morning after a good night rest, good night's rest, We automatically lift our hands to the eyes to take the uh, little stones from it that have formed there and then to our nose to remove the clunky bits there. And then we go to uh, the wash basin to get rid of uh, what has collected in the lung. And of course, we also need physical exercise and activity, but that might be a different Zoom that we might dedicate to these elements uh, supporting our bodies uh, from a health perspective. What I would like to contribute here today is what I um, presented in uh, the town of Lipstadt on the 17th of December. And it is uh, a gruesome example of the Overton window from the 1930s. How did we move from a band to sit on benches to people being burnt? Um, I'm speaking again uh, from a background of a family who was also victimized by the Shoah, by the Holocaust. A large number of my family uh, were killed, uh, uncle, grandfather, grandmother, very few have survived. And I wrote a book about this. On the website that I will later indicate, uh, you can um, purchase my book, that's what it looks like, where I tell the story of my aunt who also survived Auschwitz. The uh, statement concerning the Overton window is from Marion Tomsky, a Holocaust survivor from the Auschwitz extermination camp. The 94-year-old uh, says, uh, it tells in fiery statements how the Overton window kept shifting piecemeal and how society as a whole accompanied the shift to the uh, inevitable end 
suddenly in the 1930s uh, plaques became visible on benches and that happened in Berlin no sitting for Jews one might have said that's not fair it's not justified but you can still live with it But what the heck, uh, there are so many other benches and the park is large, you can sit somewhere else. Of course you can. That's probably what the Jews were uh, thinking. But suddenly uh, there was a um, plaque, uh, plaque uh, over um, the entrance, no admittance for Jews. That's not nice, but there are so many places in Berlin where you can swim and sit, uh, lakes and parks, etc., just like in Venice. You could uh, suddenly uh, read somewhere else that Jews must not be involved in uh, German clubs. Oh, that's not uh, so bad. Uh, people sing and do music, they will do it somewhere else. Okay, fine. And then there was an unwritten order that non-Aryan children must not play with Jewish children. Okay, we thought, or they thought, they can play with themselves, with each other. And then you read, we only sell breads um, and rolls to Jews after 5 p.m. Okay, that makes your life harder, but whatever, after 5 p.m., you can still go shopping. And that's the way it happens. Gradually, piecemeal. In your conscience, it becomes acceptable and well-known that the Jews are... Uh, affected people who are responsible for epidemics etc and then what came next was very bad Jews could have no work weren't allowed to emigrate and then off to the ghettos that was the last step and in Riga the man says Auschwitz didn't fall from the heavens it was a process that uh, took all the little steps before what happened was possible. And we know what happened today. The Overton window doesn't only apply to those who are not uh, excluded, but also to those who are excluded, who uh, have restrictions. That's flexible. The same slow systematic exclusion every time a little more every time a little shift the audience doesn't realize it's the same with the corona rules now the audience <coughs> is flexible the majority of the audience is gradually excluded and restricted it's a gradual awareness process and it is extremely dangerous how many resonances and warning bells we still need people need to wake up right now and this text 
can be read on my website as well not on uh, the website of the Jewish community, on a different uh, website. Uh, it's called 80 Jahre Pogroms, Ideas of uh, pro, um, uh, Pogroms. So that um, I mention it, mentioning it so that people can look it up. 80 Jahre Pogrom.bpb.de all the uh, reactions to my uh, speech, the mails that were sent to me, um, I published there. And luckily, most of them were positive and encouraging responses. Now, concerning all this story, there's a reason behind it. What's happening now hasn't fallen from the skies either. But it's not only happening in Germany, it's happening globally. And globally means that most countries have been forced, have been coerced into taking these measures. I don't think that German politicians in normal uh, times would have acted like this. So let me uh, quote a um, physician from New York who treats a lot of uh, corona patients and he says the following, I am a realistic conspirator and then Vanguard and BlackRock are companies that control um, academia, uh, science and politics worldwide and industry. They control each other and they own each other. It's so-called circular ownership, like a monopoly owning everything in the world. Further investigations have shown that the real owners of these companies are the Rothschild family, the DuPont family, the Rockefeller family, and I personally was with DuPont in the 1980s and I was really surprised in Philadelphia. They have towers, the Africa Center, America Center, the Europe Center, huge buildings in their, at their headquarters. I didn't understand why, but they control the whole world. Well, then uh, the Carnegie family, or Carnegie uh, family, the Rossini family, the American <coughs> Bush family, the English royal family, they use the following foundations and methods to spread chaos in the world. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the uh, Foundation of Soros, the Clinton Foundation, and all those um, instrumentalize us to destabilize the world order. It's also good for business and to 
accumulate more power. And here's what he, as a, a very faithful person, um, he's almost a rabbi, but he's a, a, a physician. He says, only by strength, really inspired, will we be capable of wrestling down this Goliath. And it's a real Goliath, um, earning all the money in the world. The world is saved by uh, warmth and uh, goodness. We need um, strength in order to earn back the world. The owners of Vanguard and BlackRock are um, a, an incarnation of the serpent. I'm optimistic about the solution that can take our dark world back into balance. Buckle up and enjoy the ride, Dr. Mdesele says. Um, he has treated uh, Donald Trump and the former New York mayor of uh, Giuliani and his uh, prescription is a cocktail of vitamins, vitamin C, etc., uh, heterohemoglobin, um, etc., etc. Unfortunately, the live stream is breaking up. I produce my own hydrochloroquine uh, uh, by treating my body appropriately. Um, it comes from grapefruits, um, zest and orange zest uh, mixed with curcuma powder and what else do I have to add? A certain liquid, I can't remember its name. Uh, just a second, I'll look it up. Well, anyway, it's uh, not so important right now. What happens in the world is the same today as two top uh, chess players, uh, two grand uh, champions, uh, looking at the board. One of them can see that he will be checkmate in seven uh, turns. And then he looks at his opponent and he knows that there's no way out. So all the loser can do is keep extending the game. And that's what these families are doing right now. They're extending the game. They have no other choice because they know that the game is up. It's just a question of time. In the places of the players and observe the game, know that it's over long after the game is really over. 
because <clears throat> they can't see the chessboard and they can't <coughs> they can't see that it's only seven moves to make to checkmate and this is the situation the describe description of the current situation we are in the game being played against these big evil forces in the world that is what we have to go through unfortunately to move on to the light but we will do so full stop are there questions well i'm surprised i've heard this story from a holocaust survivor i think it's the one you just quoted but i've also heard it from others from uh, with entirely different religious backgrounds in other words the whole thing has nothing to do with religion but with good and evil and this <coughs> transcends all religions is that right that is absolutely right it doesn't have to do with religion but it has to do with the evil within ourselves and the problem is that germany has lost the war the second world war but the nazis have won and this idea these ideas have been fostered with all the operations ten thousands of nazi officers were smuggled to americas and penetrated all areas of life the universities the economy the banks the industry or the space even they were sent to alaska and so on so this evil has been spread throughout the world and it has been refined these ideas were had 80 years time to grow and bring us into the situation that we are in now you don't need soldiers they didn't need soldiers and armies the armies never won and the people today um they march into death with a smile on their face that is the worst of it all that they have manipulated us in such a way that we don't even notice what is going on and where we are going not all but many <clears throat> but even those who um, well from the experts particularly from the psychologists we learned of course that there is a huge um, psychoterrorist machinery ongoing that is actually uses politics and mainstream media as a, a means of transport everything has been purchased there but we've also learned that about 30 percent are so hypnotized that they don't notice anything anymore we don't need to uh, address them anymore they won't hear us anymore but 40 percent are still approachable even those who have been vaccinated uh, notice that it's no good they still have to engage in social distancing wear masks etc that the vaccines are completely useless as exemplified by israel in the uk we can even see it with Gibraltar, where 100% of people are vaccinated. Nevertheless, they have the highest uh, levels of incidence. They don't mean anything, but nevertheless, uh, we have to 
suspect that these vaccines are bioweapons um, patented before the uh, disease, that, it, uh, that they only cause this disease. But in a speech you gave a few days ago only, on the 17th of December in Lipstedt, uh, on the occasion of uh, the um, laying of stumbling stones, um, raised a warning voice uh, pointing out the parallels to the Third uh, Reich. You mentioned them again. You said Germany lost the war, but the Nazis won. <clears throat> Indeed, those are the same ideas we saw 80 years ago that are coming back, back right now. And that's why I'm convinced, like you are, that these parallels need to be pointed out. If we don't do that, we will overlook something. We will overlook the fact that the same institutions, not the same people, but the same institutions, leading us um, uh, across the cliff uh, are taking us down the same road again, as has been pointed out. Yes, I'm absolute d'accord, absolutely. But I am a war veteran. I'm not afraid. I have been killed once. Well, not me, but my family has. And nobody can scare me. Nobody can do anything to me. After two wars, and everything that I have been through, I myself personally in my life have got a vaccine as well, which was polio at the time. And what do you think happened after that? Uh, 10 days after that, I got a heart attack. I got two bypasses in Bad Oeynhausen. Um, I went to the hospital, but the connection it has only been made since the early 2000, um, when my flight was cancelled. I couldn't go to Hong Kong. I had to go to Singapore, Far East, coming back to Germany. And I started researching and I unveiled the image to myself and all the medicine um, I feel sorry for the medical people but the medical people of today do a lot of wrong things show me a doctor who has anything against blood high pressure and curates it we only treat the symptoms and our pain and our suffer is fixed by that and we are forced to take pills all our life and that is why i looked into big pharma that's my idea and i noted this and i was put through this in my own with my own body for the doctors that uh, are listening to us i had um, I had shingles, and to cure it, I went out. I, I no, I went outside. Something bit me, and that's how it started. When I was sleeping outside, and six, seven times, I had fever. I had the shivers, having to go to hospital and they treated me with different antibiotics all the time and they had no 
exit. And in the end, they sent me home with a depot of penicillin for a month. And by that, they weakened my immune system. And I had no escape. And then, luckily, I found a homeopathic doctor and they treated me and uh, freed me from these pills and uh, he treated me with bioresonance electrodes. I did not know what he was doing at the time, but now I know what bioresonance means and the effect it has on our body. And we will see that in the future. Well, treatment methods or traditional herbs, etc., are really uh, amazing, their effectiveness. I can see it with my dogs, how helpful they are, some herbs. Um, I'd like to get back to the stumbling stone situation that you mentioned there. Um, the situation is such that, um, well, you've been attacked by the media, actually. I found it uh, appalling, really. Just when you consider before the whole Corona constellation, it was such that uh, you, uh, who have uh, been victimized uh, as a family, where so many people were killed, there was always a sort of respect of this uh, particular situation, um, particularly uh, the one that you mentioned there, the situation with the rabbi, etc. And I think that it's really surprising that um, it's not seen at all anymore, that there are no uh, inhibitions anymore. Everybody is attacked who says anything. Um, of course, other people should be treated with respect as well, but I found it really amazing uh, that particularly when it comes from you, uh, if you make this uh, comparison and if you say, um, um, fight the beginning um, um, or this the slippery slope that we're getting onto uh, that this is brushed aside like that um, I have to say uh, emotionally and humanly that is shocking uh, not only as a political uh, approach um, that uh, you're um, fighting um, a um, rear war defensive that's really um, Amazing. How did the Jewish community uh, deal with what you said? Were you uh, attacked there as well, or was that only from external sides, from the media? Well, the aggression was only by the media. Um, I can tell you one thing. The press is the real virus. And by the reactions of the readers and the audience who were there that was mostly positive and i have um, i didn't spare out the negative comments and i published them as well um in my on my website 80 jahre pogrom and reactions to the overtone windows all the uh, editorial letters, the letters uh, from the readers and the emails that I got, the last one from yesterday, a letter by someone from Paderborn saying I'll get them and they send me little handwritten notes 
to my office, something like this here, uh, that is published as well, but the reactions are mostly positive. The negative ones are the ones that have been brainwashed to an extent that they can't think anymore for themselves. And for them, with them, it doesn't make sense to enter into any discourse. These are people that unfortunately have been turned around completely and you can't convince these anymore. They watch the media every day, Corona, 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 and believe in it. And it's very difficult to uh, move them out of this situation. Well, however, we counteracted these are opinions that they stand for, that I stand for. And here, politics are driven by, uh, it's going to be pushed out to the fringe by that. We can see that today, even uh, politics is dead already. I think that it's only that the politicians are only being heard in a small echo chamber. That's maybe the 30% hypnotized people and maybe some of the 40% who are increasingly recognizing that something is awry here. Bottom line, I'm convinced, after all that I can observe now, I am just in intensive contact with our American friends and um, uh, lawyers, I'm uh, really bottom line, I'm convinced that what you said is completely right. It's like a chess game like a game of chess where only seven turns are possible. Uh, they have lost the game. They can only try to procrastinate a bit, but they won't uh, be able to keep it up. There won't be months or years. It'll be only a few weeks. But then we will have to clean up our act. Uh, what can be done, at least? Uh, you mentioned Mr. Zelenko, who uh, we've heard already in this um, uh, committee. Uh, Dr. Zelenko also says there's not much uh, um, space for a maneuver anymore um, for the other side. We will probably, and this um, will transcend religions, we will get spiritual uh, support, which will be helpful, I uh, will be crucial, I think. And that's why these really evil, evil uh, atrocities, really, we have to say, um, that, uh, that they're responsible for. Just think of, think on the words that I started with. We have born, we've been born to do two things, which is to live and to procreate. Those who don't want that and who stop that are the ones who are going to lose. I agree. This is obvious because what's happening here is so deeply evil, so perfidious. There is no uh, way one could apologize this anymore. Um, objectively, um, it's clear we have the uh, criminal case, um, the objective case. Then you look at whether there is any excuse for it, any a situation of self-defense or whatever, um, the perps uh, will say that um, they had a difficult childhood, etc. That's going to be their line of defense, but nobody will want to hear this. Nobody will listen to this anymore. It's too late for that. Just one point that the uh, hint that indicates that they are losing is the politicians are exchanged, especially in America. Joe Biden is someone who is a Hollywood 
figure, really. And everywhere, I do think that they are externally controlled. And against these powerful Illuminati families, there is uh, lots of big presidents in the world that uh, had to fight them. That is Trump, that is Putin, Mutli and Xi, the, the Chinese, and Iraq as well. You find out in Iraq that uh, Gistara is um, if I transfer money to Thailand to the poor people there or to the Philippines um, weeks, months ago, it took two days uh, because I do support poor people there who have nothing due to Corona. They have lost everything. They are not allowed to move. Uh, they are suffering hunger. You can't believe the suffering that they are going through. We are well off here. They suffer massively. They are not allowed to work. They're not allowed to travel. And they are waiting for this corona measures, measures to be over. They have nothing to feed from. And believe me, at the time, a couple of days only, and today I transfer money I did that yesterday, and within a couple of minutes, the money is there. So the new banking methods are moving, they are coming. So it takes 30 minutes, and I took 30 minutes to transfer money to a family in Thailand and to the Philippines. And believe me, if a person <clears throat> where the soul plays a big role in a person's health. The most happy person is a person that helps others, full stop. Well, that's great. That makes sense. That makes sense. After all we've experienced so far, that makes sense. And that's why we do what we need to do, because we believe that we help people that way. You do it, we do it, and many other people do it as well. Everybody working on our side in order to stop these evil atrocities uh, is doing it. Um, uh, everybody does it according to their uh, opportunities. I also think it is becoming very, very clear, um, as you are mentioning all the suffering of the people in very precarious situation in developing countries who used to live of the little tourism that was there or any ha handcraft produce that they made and sold textiles maybe one and all of that of course is uh, all um, completely down what that will mean for the whole world and if we think that we are um, tricking around of getting a booster vaccine here and this and that so out of all these people who are not who are involved if they don't get their fear and say what's going on and i have to stop this <clears throat> or maybe they have been going down that wrong path deliberately 
they are they must not be allowed to take over any responsibility at any time in their lives again they're not able to differentiate between good and bad and people who can't do that can't have any rule over others by no means absolutely not well mr kogan that was really interesting it really uh, fits into what i was thinking already it's nice to see that it's a confirmation uh, what you just said. What are you going to do over the uh, holidays? I know that the holidays are a bit different uh, for you. We have um, celebrated our Winuka, which is the counterpart, so to say, to all the Christian um, celebration days originate from Jewism and what we do is we strictly follow our traditions and i can tell you if i go i celebrate my easter prayer and or i have hanukkah by holding up this old tradition i move down in time and remember the time when I was there in the time of relief from the slavery from Egypt or the Mount of Sinai this is a cast back to the time and I feel freed um, I feel freed by maintaining the tradition which is unfortunately the Christians have brought a new aspect to um, but that is uh, their business which is Halloween which is uh, moving into Christianity slowly um, this is something that we the Jews see in a different way we stick to our wisdom and traditions and now a new medicine a natural medicine medicine will be emerging from israel covering and analyzing the elements that i have mentioned and i can say that uh fasten on a water basis for a week a week water only and your whole body will be detoxinated and uh, revived and if you then start eating vegetables and fruit and no meat and no dairy products you will see how the body heals itself thank you well thank you very much mr kogan uh, we'd uh, still um, like to wish you a restful period even though hanukkah is over already hopefully you can recharge your batteries but you give me the impression that uh, you've recharged them already uh, you're very relaxed yes i am quite relaxed i know nothing can happen to me my family uh, most part of the family has been killed already in the holocaust so i did not know my grandfather my grandmother my uncles and i was born only a couple of years after the war um at the place where it happened and my book i researched on for four years i walked all the paths that my um, aunt went who survived holocaust i traveled to auschwitz i traveled poland following the sources the roots of my past
and summarized it all up in a book with the memoirs of my uh, aunt um, Esther Mangolis. I can only recommend to read this and uh, looking back <clears throat> and uh, it is available on my website in excerpts uh, to get more information on the book. Thank you. We will do that. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Kogan. I also thank you. It was a great honor for me to speak with you. Well, so it was for us. I think it helped everybody. Uh, we learned a lot. Right. Um, uh, goodbye and see you next time. All the best. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Right. Vivian. Okay, now we are going to talk to Suffragan Bishop um, Antonius Schneider. Yes. Can you hear us? Well, hello, uh, um, Mr. Schneider. It's a great honor for you to have that you should have taken the time. Great. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. Well, we're fine as well, according to the circumstances, as we say. But really, uh, personally, uh, I'm feeling better than ever because we're happy that we have been able to pull aside the curtain uh, piecemeal and uh, able to see what's broken. I was able to observe that over 15 years in court and I couldn't understand why the legal system was so broken and now I'm beginning to understand this and now that we can see ever more clearly what we can see here many people um, get a clear view of what's actually happening the materialism that has uh, displaced everything needs to be over the last few decades needs to be pushed aside well mr schneider you uh, speak out the uh, catholic view of the uh, situation and you are the author of a um, an appeal dated 7th of may 2020 with a latin title veritas liberate vos uh, truth will liberate you um, would you like to speak about this i uh, saw a lot of things that were really impressive there yes the moral aspect is very important in this question of the vaccinations in as far as these authorized vaccines that we have are connected to the abortion and that means murder of unborn children uh, using the body parts uh, on a cellular level of these children of these unborn children in order to produce and test medical drugs and in this case the vaccines this is of course a, a, a cruel proceeding that we as uh, Catholic Christ, uh, Christians cannot accept and also there is the phenomena that is called the so-called fertile industry <clears throat> which is organs and parts of cells and bodies of unborn killed children are used We'll have to look in depth what's, what is behind this. And this is why I and some other bishops and many laymen think uh, 
that here we have, by accepting these products from these uh, fatal industry, uh, we can't accept these and have to hint or point out to that industry that they can't go on. They have to give certificate in a clear way and protest saying there until here and no further. Well, that's certainly an important topic. On top of that, we have this this, this immoral deception um, in that uh, people are uh, left in uh, unawareness of what the physical consequences are, as we discussed here, um, reduction of immune response by the vaccine which seems to become ever more apparent that it's the vaccinated who seem to uh, contract the Omicron variant much more frequently than others, and that there is no uh, information about this. I saw on a, a demonstration uh, where it said uh, deceived, um, um, betrayed, um, and that is... Um, what's happening, people are lured into this thing. And if people know what's behind it, particularly uh, the manufacturers need to know that because they have this effect that has become um, uh, um, public now that um, the lipid shell has been selected deliberately to create these problems. It's, I won't say diabolic, but it's a very questionable approach. Um, what is your view of this moral aspect with a view to um, maybe the, 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 the uh, people selling their souls, um, those people who are involved in this, really. Well, I completely agree with you that it is evident here that the people in power, the government, with the help of the media, who are, of course, governmental media, I would call them, there is no objective media, or and that are supported by the government. We only have one uh, single source of information <coughs> which is presented to us. So it is a brainwash that is going on, and that is immoral. That is a sign, a method of all dictatorship systems that we have known from history, and there is no other variant allowed, no alternative allowed. There's only one truth, one method, and that is, of course, completely immoral. And it is ever more evident that the responsible people in the government keep back a lot of information and single-sidedly present what they want the citizens to know, um, especially with respect to the health consequences. If you just use uh, your common sense with a vaccine that has been produced in such a short time that it is not even known what short and medium-term effect it has and in the long term, let alone, and that is very, very irresponsible and has a very immoral aspect to it. But most of all, the propaganda of the system is very immoral. 
and I think one has to awaken, awaken and resist, just like many honorable people do in these times of dictatorship and have done so in the past. And that is what I wish for, that in our times more and more people connect, use their common sense and move or, or demand enlightening from the responsible people and open an opportunity to see another view. That is what we'll have to demand for publicly. I have a question, Mr. Schneider, referring uh, to the uh, religious institutions, the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, uh, and it also applies to the Jewish faith. Why is it that the institutions are silent? or are actually colluding um, and, and call for vaccinations or even go so far as the Pope did to uh, call in this encyclica uh, Corli Tutti to subject to the new world uh, government of the UN. What's that, the reason? That is a very, very sad phenomena. It is maybe because of the people who, I'm talking about the Catholic Church now, maybe similar in other beliefs or religions, that it is easier to follow the flow. It is easier to work together with the powerful people in the world than work against them. Of course, that would need courage. As we say, um, courage, which is rare to be found. So even the Pope and many responsible people in the Catholic Church, Church go the easy way. They just go along. And of course, uh, they are afraid to resist and uh, criticize or at least ask questions publicly that they may be put into a bad light in public that they may lose their reputation or that they may be attacked and this is one of the reasons why unfortunately most of the people responsible in the catholic church um, follow the system i call it the system and here it is important that the simple believers raise their voice and in Austria this is happening we see more and more uh, believers groups of believers standing up voicing their opinion also in public rallies public prayers with uh, prayers in the rallies, and I think that is very important. Well, I find that amazing because, well, there's two things I find strange here. First of all, Professor Linz, who uh, unfortunately has passed in the meantime, uh, taught us a lot about um, moral competence. And in principle, there should be the possibility for people in the Catholic Church or in any uh, faith uh, who deal with uh, morality and what's right or wrong a lot 
there should be uh, this uh, competence more uh, profoundly uh, than people who just live their uh, daily lives. Um, they think a lot about uh, what was done and was that morally justified or not. Uh, so there are many things that we uh, that they should deal with on a daily basis, and it's really. Uh, amazing uh, that uh, the fact that children are exposed to this sort of uh, untested uh, thing, um, uh, that this isn't uh, discussed. And, and of course, the, the uh, Pope has a huge uh, crowd, if I may call it like that. He would only have to snip his finger and all Catholics uh, uh, across the globe would say, okay, I'll have to take a closer look at that. If the Pope says, watch it, danger, is this really good? Or uh, is it evil, Im immoral, as you say, because of the ingredients or the uncertain um, impact it has on people? Uh, so I'm really surprised. The Pope has nothing to lose. He's independent, economically independent as well, because the church is very rich. And he certainly doesn't depend on um, any subsidies um, from, I don't know, from the German government. Um, so, um, from Merkel, but not Merkel anymore. But he could really speak freely. You're, you're quite right. And I thank you for pointing this out. Unfortunately, the situation is that the responsible people in the church, you've named the church, the Pope, correctly he has nothing to lose but i do think that there is a human weakness here that maybe i don't know but it appears that he wants to go along with the powerful of the people and of course he is um, praised by the whole world for that because the uh, rich and the powerful in the world have it, have it all in their hands, the mass media and so on. So if the Pope would voice, would raise a critical voice, which he can, he could, as you said rightly, and would be a great power for the whole of the Catholic Church, they would at least follow to a large extent to his word that he will be criticized strongly by the rest of the world, by the powerful of the world, and he'll lose his prestige that he has with the powerful people in the world. And I think that's a simple human reason, a human weakness, one could say, that uh, in the Vatican they want to play in the team of the powerful and I completely don't think this is right. I think this is completely wrong. Christianity must um, convict to the uh, Christianity and must confess to the truth. And that is going to make us free. And a great confession of the uh, Pope um, standing up against the world would bring freedom to the world and uh, others would listen to the voice of the Pope saying we have to rethink this critically and not follow blindly for whatever reasons morale reason and the second reason what you said of course the 
uncertain effect of the vaccines. That's obvious. That's quite clear. We can't uh, just on the surface um, follow this. We spoke with numerous experts, among others, with uh, Dr. Mike Eden, the uh, former vice uh, chair of uh, Pfizer, a very compassionate and uh, smart person who warns against these uh, vaccines, who's always been pointing out that this pandemic is not one, but that it is a pandemic of PCR tests. It's a huge fake that's going on here to implement all uh, entirely different agenda. Um, uh, corona is just a diversion. We heard similar things from Nobel uh, Prize laureate um, uh, Montagnier and many others who warn against this. And there are very few people out there who are from the uh, faith communities. You're from the Catholic Church, Raymond Cardinal Burke. I heard what he said, great what he said, or Bishop uh, Carlo Maria Vigano. Um, those are three examples of very few, actually. But it applies to all other um, communities of faith and churches. And I wonder, is this the time now to think about whether a community needs to be built beyond uh, the um, religions, whether we pitch good against evil. I'm a lawyer, I'm quite rational, but I think I get the impression that this is about much more, that there's a, a final struggle here, good against evil, and all people need to stand together. Um, that's what I um, read from what you say. All people have to stand together to fight evil. Yes, you are putting this quite rightly. I think we have to forge a worldwide alliance of the people who want the good and the truth and defend it for the good of humanity based on the natural law and based on truth and on the true benefit of or every human being. And I think we all need to unite beyond religious beliefs um, because natural law is common to all of us. And I think that this is very important. It's very important that we fight for the people here, that we defend the people. And we've heard a lot of times in the past, this is not a pandemic, but it's a pandemic with a plan behind it, which is emerging more and more. And this is what we have to stick together, Ian, with an alliance beyond all people, beyond all beliefs, because this is the last freedom, the last part of freedom, the fundamental freedom of people people are taking the right to decide over their own bodies so we are not allowed to decide what we can do which is our most own thing this is a neo-communism where the state says and is the owner of everything and the state is going to be the propriety proprietor of your body even and that goes too far and here it is necessary that we join up and fight and defend the dignity of the people 
I think the only way to achieve this, it has to be non-violent, of course, because the other side will try, if uh, violence is used anywhere, to respond with their own even bigger violence. The only way we can be successful um, is if we expose all that we're learning here. Now, we have to make it obvious to everybody who plays which role. You yourself pointed it out, you said, with a view to this great reset, I think it was that you were referring to, those those who pursue a policy of drastic um, a population reduction um, and at the same time pose as saviors of humanity uh, without any political or social legitimation are in obvious contradiction to themselves. What do you mean by this? Well, the political, those in uh, positions of political power say that they are Democrats. They say that they only want to represent uh, plurality of opinions. Uh, we only want democracy. We want uh, the best for you. That's what we keep hearing. And these types of slogans uh, are used by dictators. I grew up in the Soviet Union as a um, ethnic German in Russia, and I can remember that the Soviet communism, that the Soviet Union is the best uh, for people. And if you have a different view, well, in the Soviet Union, you were called an enemy of the people. Naroda in Russian. So you're an enemy of the people, an enemy of the state. And you were uh, speaking uh, that, that you were engaging in hate speech, and we hear this again now. And you're a hate speaker, hate speech. That's the communists uh, did in the Soviet Union. And that should uh, be a wake-up call to us. You said rightly that we need to expose this ever more and uh, distribute this knowledge. Well, the situation is such that if you say natural law, all of this is rooted in the religions. As far as I know, there is not a single religion in the world that says thou shalt kill the commandment is thou shalt not kill because no community could survive if people killed each other off and this weren't um, vindicated and weren't I'm sorry weren't um, penalized and we were born with these bodies we're not a um, flash of lightning or something uh, we have bodies and we have as human beings we have a job to fulfill our bodies is our is a vehicle we have to defend it. That is how we were born into this world, and uh, we have to use it for appropriate purposes. As um, uh, Mr. Kogan said earlier, uh, it is our own private temple that we carry around, and we have to defend it as it was intended. And that's why I'm skeptical all of these transhumanist efforts to modify the human body so that the soul can't really find the space that it was given by God or whatever uh, name you want to give uh, to this entity by by um, destiny or whatever, um, so that um, this body can serve the soul. And that is what's so criminal about it, that 
this is being interfered with, that everything is being changed and modified. Uh, and it's really crass. Um, uh, it is hatred, from my point of view. If you call on people in this uncertain situation of where we don't know what happens uh, to the body if you get vaccinated, to call on uh, people to get vaccinated, that is no respect of the body of life. Um, it is uh, very irrespective of the potential consequences. That's perfectly right. Um, you said it very nicely that our body is a temple of God. And that is what the scripture says again and again. Um, the Lord created us in his image. That is the um, comparison that the uh, Bible makes. And with these dictatorial measures, this um, temple is desecrated, I would say. And these methods turn us into slaves. We are no longer free. You mentioned the natural law. For instance, thou shalt not kill. And that is um, a um, natural law of all people of good faith. And thou shalt not lie. But we are being lied to. We are being manipulated by um, the current COVID um, powers and all the other golden rules uh, that all people um, accept. Whatever you don't want people to uh, do unto you, don't do it unto others. So, if you are uh, treated like slaves, not like children, if you ask that, if you ask that question to people, and they say no, of course not, we are free, we dispose of our own fates, of our own destinies, and that's something we should keep mentioning. This fundamental freedom of humans and their dignity that we should fight against being treated like slaves. The whole Great Reset is no secret anymore. Anybody can read it up and I wonder that it is done so overtly. I think the idea behind is that if then, after everybody knows and should know what they're up to, um, that means consent to all of this, then they are not culpable themselves, which is of course stupid. And they are culpable and they will have to pay for it and they pay more expensively than anybody had before. <clears throat> but Great Reset tells us two things. First of all, it says the proprietary rights have to change. I think somewhere in 2030, you'll own nothing, uh, have no uh, pro property and be happy and of course the question is who is going to own it then of course the criminals who want to send us down this hole that's one thing economy the other is that the people the people are to be reduced and not only that but the ones who are left over are to be enslaved and this is probably the reason why it has tried to uh, experiment with our DMA and that is even for me i'm not religious but i do believe that there is something spiritual maybe it's the same thing but even for me somebody plays god here that can't work out that must be punished mustn't it that's the way you rightly said somebody's playing god here and we could see it throughout history if this hubris 
of uh, the powerful was at its pinnacle, at its peak, it collapsed. It cannot last because evil is intrinsically against human nature. Lies and violence can persevere for a while. We've seen it all before. Hitler was speaking of a, uh, the thousand-year Reich, the Soviet Union. I lived there, and they kept saying, eternal communism, the eternal Soviet Union, eternal. Yet it didn't last forever, and we could see how the entire communist system collapsed. Same with the Nazis, Napoleon, etc. And I think that this great reset will not have much of a future. I think it will internally collapse because it is against human nature. And there's a loop now. Uh, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again, unfortunately. Something went wrong here. There's an echo. Okay, it's back. You're back. So that it'll collapse. And that the creator has put so much strength of self-defense into humanity that humanity will do that. Of course, everything is governed by uh, the acts of God who created humanity in the first place. He is the one who controls everything and he will keep leading us out of these terrible situations like we've seen it throughout history and that should encourage us. Is this maybe, Mr. Schneider, maybe is this really a ultimate challenge that we have never faced before? Is this maybe the trying to play God, the Great Reset, is that the moment at which everything will take a turn? Because what we can see by now is not new. We haven't had this since Corona, only these bad and evil guys. It's not been going on for decades. It's been going on for centuries. And it happened again and again and worse and worse every time. Would you think that <clears throat> this is really the showdown, the final showdown, or is this the only just another leg? Well, I don't know. I'm not a prophet, but all these measures and this enormous lie and the destruction of humans and murder and lies and the hubris this uh, taking the place of God has grown so huge that it has apocalyptic um, traits. Uh, it um, can be uh, the, the uh, end of times. I don't know whether it is the end of the world and Christ is coming back to judge the world, but these are clear signs, actually. Nevertheless, I think we must not be disencouraged. And we need to uh, trust and do what we can in order to promote goodness and truth to fight this huge and enormous dictatorship. 
I personally have no doubts in this that the good and the truth will prevail. I was astonished that it took so long, but as I said in the beginning, I am very pleased that we can get a clear view now on the real circumstances we're looking at because at least 15 years I was in doubt what's going on I couldn't understand uh, with my um, law firm we always thought against uh, big uh, multilateral criminal companies and I could never understand why the judges always move towards the uh, new bank <coughs> uh, the, the, the Deutsche Bank I wondered, do I need another expertise? Do I have to wear a different suit or whatever? That was not the reason. The whole game was manipulated right from the start. We never had chances. There were some judges that gave us right, but at the top of the uh, constitutional government, the 11 uh, Senate that uh, works for bankrupt uh, bank things, they are corrupt and we see that in all institutions the politics the media there's good people that work in them but the top is corrupt and this is what i think is the crucial thing that we can see this now what used to be normal in the past and that is going to pave the way for us out of this trap and this is why i think i'm of your opinion the uh, good will win, but we'll have to fight for it. We can't stand by the sidelines and wait for God to deal it out for us. That's right. We need to do something. We need to get together, all of us, to bring out the truth. As you said, for a long time, this corruption has permeated um, all the way to the highest levels the highest levels of social life, of political life, but that is a conclusion or the, the, the consequence of a uh, period of what is called relativism. That means that uh, there is no absolute truth. Uh, truth for you is uh, one thing and for me is something else. And then you can, of course, lie as you please. That's an element of corruption, of course. And the good needs to uh, be um, reasserted. We have to get back to natural law, which is absolutely true. There is something that is good, is always good, and we must never do anything bad or say an untruth. We have to unfold this again in education as well of young people. And this movement of natural law for the true for truth and goodness uh, against intellectual relativism so that humanity can um, recover become healthy again both our society and politics that is a long path to walk down but we'll have to walk it down together uh, all people of goodwill we have to go back down this road of truth and goodness. That's really one of our tasks, the reawakening of the heart. Because I think the idea of the alternative facts, that's absurd. If you look at that from a legal point of view, I have a fact. There are certain things that did happen or that evolved in a certain way <clears throat> or have become part of a product. I can name them, I can list them. 
and I can't assess them. And I can't say the product may have A or B in it, and based on that, I'll find my decision. No, uh, there is a truth. This and that is in there. And a person may be damaged or killed. That's a fact. And that is, if that is clear, I can um, assess it and uh, judge it. But this crazy idea that there are alternative facts on the factual level is impossible. And it's a complete intellectualization of the observation. And I think we'll get out the easiest way by relying on, as we've seen, following our intuiti intuition, having a more internal perspective and emotionally judging things, listening to our hearts and stomp and guts and feelings <clears throat> to get in our body and uh, voice the um, the disharmonies in the body that we have if somebody lies at that it's not just an electoral process listening to someone but i think that'll help us out of this and many of the people who connect and form uh, communities note that something is wrong and i think this is a very sharp weapon the others may not have on their radio because it's not so accessible to them if i just see people as figures on the chessboard that I can play around with and shift to where I want and I can inform them the way I want and manipulate them by social engineering, by by telling my stories and they may fall for it. <clears throat> but I don't have that emotional side to it. I can't note it, I can't feel it. And with that, I'm limited with my means of manipulation. And if we become aware strong, more strongly of the knowledge of our heart, I think all of this single-sided system will be swept away. Precisely. You put it right. We have to take heart again. Because this society, as we have it today, with a spread of untruth and uh, uh, badness and corruption, that's a society of selfishness. It's an egotistical society that is cold, without emotion. We need to build a society of the heart, of the soul again, and of love of our neighbor, and of caring for our neighbor. Those are values that we absolutely need to bring back to society. Everybody needs to make an effort to bring the heartful thing to uh, society that you look after another that you take care of each other it's very important to see that people have a heart because without a heart or without love we cannot live we have to um, underscore these values of the heart uh, i am extremely astonished and shocked that there are so many people who evidently can be bought by material things alone. I've had my suspicions over the time that I've had these court cases, but now, in the context of Corona, the impression is that maybe 70% of the society 
can be bought. What happened there? How can how is that, how can that be explained? How can somebody sell their soul for money? We see that in the politicians, we see that in the media, we also see it in the justice system. They don't work with money only, they work with pressures as well. But <clears throat> how can we how can it be that so many people are ready to kill others for money? Well, you know this uh, saying of, from uh, uh, ancient Rome, Panamet Kekensis, um, in other words, the masses want bread and games, and if you give it to them, they're happy. <laughs> That's human history. People just want to be left in peace. They want to have something to eat, some entertainment, and that's uh, the way they sell their souls. As you said, it's usually a minority that is courageous and independent, uh, taking goodness back to um, society. The masses uh, lag behind and we have to create a strike force, as it were, in, in a good sense, with peaceful means, in order to help society at large. In this way, we want to be unselfish, achieving not only something for ourselves, but for society at large. And that takes us back to the element of the heart and to consideration of the others. I think that's the only way. It's, gonna, it's getting more and more obvious. I'm happy. Uh, it is a shocking experience, but it affects very much positive things, a lot of positivity, because more and more people awaken and people sharpen their view to what is, uh, can see clearly um, what is really going on. I think it's a minority of 30% who are out of range and reach, but uh, there's more 30 in Europe, maybe 40 or 50 in Europe. It's apparently um, astoundingly in the countries that are closer to natural reality, India, Africa, I think the people see even quicker and clearer what is going wrong here. But that is probably the development which has been made possible by Corona at all. And in that way, it is positive. Do you share that view? Absolutely. It's always like this. Whenever we go through crisis and uh, uh, history shows that, we learn, well, we can see evil and we say we can't continue like this. And then we can learn to appreciate goodness in people and in society and re uh, restore it. And that's our job. That's our task. And I would like to re-encourage you to uh, do in uh, in what you're doing. Please keep it up. Uh, it is an important service that you do for society and for people. And I would like to uh, call the Lord's blessings on you and all your friends and all the other people who are uh, participating in this and uh, that Thank the Lord you. may uh, bless you and protect you. Thank you. We are very pleased to receive this. <clears throat> and I wish you and all spectators a happy um, Christmas and a uh, blessed New Year.
Thank you. We wish you that as well. We we think everything is going to get better now. That's what we hope. Okay. Happy holiday season. Thank you. Okay, Viviane. Now we have somebody who won't be with us, but uh, Wilfried Schmitz has was able to join us earlier than he was planned. Wilfried, you listened to what we've just heard. I think very impressive. What do you think? Well, welcome. Uh, the schedule has been um, thrown out the window here. I thought I was supposed to speak later, but I, I um, was listening with great interest. And I can only um, agree with what has been said. Um, I could add to it, but I can't say so many things in an hour. So. Well, hello, uh, dear Viviane, dear Reiner. Thank you for inviting me, and I'll uh, get back to what the uh, previous speakers have said, maybe what, by way of introduction. Um, again, uh, the suggestion for all colleagues in this country that they uh, speak out, that they uh, tell people that they will accept clients who criticize um, uh, measures um, who take people uh, take clients on uh, who lost their jobs because they uh, refuse to um, get vaccination we can see um, um, this crisis looming next year in um, uh, legal uh, defense because as we can see it in Italy already that people can't find defense lawyers anymore who take on their uh, cases. I had uh, so many inquiries um, last month um, for um, uh, representing people. Uh, just the um, uh, lawsuit to um, protect a client against his uh, um, dismissal, uh, which I posted. And that led to so many people contacting me. And um, what can we uh, do? Can we post um, information so that people can defend themselves without a lawyer? I created this project that we initially called um, Protecting Life, uh, Connecting Life. And we uh, restarted it, rebooted this project, uh, making it more um, easy to browse your way through the platform and making it safer as well. Um, the website and the platform has Healing the World, and it has a, a subsection called Critical Lawyers. Every lawyer is welcome to advertise their services there, and I hope that numerous people will use these services and use these lawyers so that everybody can find a lawyer representing them in uh, every region. For instance, I cannot uh, accept any clients where I would have to go to Munich or somewhere in East Germany near the Polish um, uh, border. I can um, give some advice to these people, but I can't <laughs> represent them. I would lose uh, so much time traveling um, back and forth, and it won't get better. It will get worse, actually. So that's why I would like to ask all my colleagues to register free of charge there. It's free of charge. It doesn't rely on a membership fee or anything or a commission that we take. No, we just want to make a contribution that people can find a lawyer locally, because that will be very important. 
And based on this experience, as I, uh, uh, as you mentioned it, uh, initially, uh, we have additional uh, projects that we're thinking about. This portal, we don't know yet um, uh, what we'll call it. Um, but um, uh, Mr. Jacuzzi, uh, um, or Jacuzzi is uh, a name that many people know, and um, we would just like to invite people to tell us uh, their experience. Um, in hospitals, in uh, with uh, doctors, in confronting the police, what their children have experienced at school. That's an important point. People want to be heard with their experience, and uh, that is something where I've built a team here, which is only partially composed of uh, legal experts, um, and they will get some information on how they can deal with um, their experience and what they can do. That is a project that we will uh, launch at the beginning of next year, and we will advertise it then. I think psychologically it's very important that people get the, in, in, uh, the impression that somebody listens to their story, who is interested in their story. That's very important because the legal system has been failing in many uh, aspects, as we heard before, and people feel like uh, nobody's hearing our criticism anymore. Then we have to offer something at least in, um, in a transition period that will give people some space where they can communicate where they're listened to, where communication is possible, because uh, we uh, lawyers who take on clients in Germany cannot do that anymore. But we can start and uh, initiate and coordinate projects in order to soften this. And the day will come where all of these stories will have to be um, followed up on. I'm convinced of this, absolutely. And that's the background of why you invited me uh, here today, so I can give some uh, information here. I would like to point out just that it is very important, extremely important, that we document all these events because in the end, as I mentioned before, the dimension is so vast that we have to say that if somebody got entangled in this injustice and all of this constitution and hadn't seen and taken consequences and tried to get out and straighten out things, People, I got a report the other day from a child uh, vaccination doctor who boasted to have a thousand vaccinations. And as a reasoning, he didn't say it's good for the children, but he says the corona situation is psychologically such a strain for the children. So, of course, he follows the narrative of all of that, that it would help out. But somebody will have to realize, someone like this will have to realize it at some point that um, there's not possibly a psychological uh, damage, but uh, in additional, a physical damage by the vaccinations that they'll have to bear for the whole of their lives. <clears throat> and I don't think can't be the case that uh, if all of this, as God wants and in general, uh, turns to its end, that uh, people can, can slip away and said, I, I was always in the resistance, I always did this and that. It's very, very crucial that we pinpoint these people. These people must never again be allowed to take any responsibility for their lives or that of others. Definitely. <laughs> Our society will have to go through a big healing process, 
and um, it's illusory um, that something can change if you don't change something. So there are people who have failed, who failed as uh, physicians, as judges, as officials, and disqualified themselves that way. So they are in the wrong profession, and that confirms my uh, personal impression that I've had for a long time that a lot of doctors uh, went into medicine to earn money, but not because they wanted to help people. So what's uh, it's bad business if people die or if they're uh, completely healthy. So my impression is that it's best to keep people um, somewhere in between. So they're never really on a death threshold, not at the same time, they're never uh, fully healthy. They have to keep going back to uh, the doctor. Uh, while it would be possible to educate people and give them the knowledge uh, that they don't get um, sick in the first place, that's um, everything in Ayurvedic uh, medicine, giving people um, knowledge about appropriate uh, foods, um, uh, appropriate eating and uh, lifestyle, so that people don't get uh, ill. It's not man, uh, human's uh, destiny to be uh, unhealthy or, or to be afraid all the time. That is not real life. So those who want to keep people in fear uh, need to justify why they do that. What forces are they uh, serving? This shock strategy uh, that has been ongoing, not only for a year and a half, but for decades by now, has uh, brought up the following. Uh, that's what lawyers uh, learn in discussions. Uh, over the last 20 months, I have spoken to hundreds of people, and particularly the current uh, shock strategy with 3G and impending vaccination mandate, etc. That makes people ill. I've um, seen clients who are quite cool and can take it very easily and are not easily impressed, and they uh, say they can decide what they want. They can decide that the sun only rises on uh, Wednesdays anymore. Uh, I don't care. I won't accept the vaccine. But there are uh, people who have been um, stunned already, who are ill already, and who uh, engage in uh, trains of thought that healthy people wouldn't engage in. For instance, what if I lose my job um, just because I refuse to get vaccinated? Uh, this is very easy to overcome. You only have to remind people that if they die or get very uh, ill um, because of this genetic interference, you can't talk about vaccine anyway, uh, they'll lose their job anyway. Um, and um, if you lose your job because you don't accept this vaccine, uh, you'll stay healthy and healthy people can do anything. They don't rely on other people. So the most important thing is to remain healthy, not to go to hospital. And there's the toughest stories there that I've heard. Um, some days ago, somebody called me who had a five-hour um, surgery on his hip. Um, he said that um, when he uh, was um, still conscious uh, but uh, unable to say something yet, um, they performed a PCR test on him, and after he was um, uh, woke up, they wanted to perform another PCR test and he rejected it and then they just kicked him out. They uh, took him on a stretcher and they took him home and basically dumped him there. So luckily he had a friend who uh, took care of him, but this has to be 
followed up on uh, legally, of course. That's a huge scandal. That's the kind of story that I'm talking about here that we need to um, work on. There are thousands, if not tens of thousands of such uh, jobs and that's uh, stories, and that's only in uh, medicine. Um, people um, who have to uh, show their um, vaccination status in school, etc. So all these stories, we have to confront uh, the perpetrators with these stories and we have to tell them, we heard about this and we tell you this will have consequences, uh, criminal justice consequences, we will report you. Um, uh, this will have consequences once the uh, state of law has been reinstalled here and works again. We will uh, sue you for um, uh, compensation and um, uh, we are uh, therapists more than lawyers because people come to us who uh, are already psychologically suffering, who need to be stabilized. And of course, we have to take people's free will into consideration as clients. It's not about talking them into anything that they don't want to, uh, that they don't want, but we have to give them the certainty uh, that there is, we have to reassure them that there's no reason to be afraid, that life may change, that they might have to uh, come up with a plan B, that they might have to uh, accept the restriction of their incomes, but uh, we have to respond and uh, object um, unlawfulness. Um, we can't just, we don't have to simply accept it. Of course, if you have to take your employer uh, to a labor court, it's a perfect opportunity to um, put a mirror in front of their face um, and to confront them with what they didn't want to hear. That's what we uh, keep hearing. We're dealing with an opponent here who doesn't want to listen, who just accepts um, official the official narrative and believes that they know it all. And that is why uh, I would like to talk about something that I um, experienced in my life. I have dealt with uh, very spiritual people again and again, um, people who are of evil mind, that happens as well. 25 years ago, uh, uh, I uh, know this faction as well, but also people who are very positive and have had uh, unusual spiritual experiences, even though some people can't um, imagine this, but we uh, lawyers are uh, people as well, and we can have very extraordinary experiences, and that was what happened to me um, before the pandemic when I had a vision in a dream which is really a telltale and which can give people the confidence that they don't have to be afraid of our health minister who goes from house to house by night injecting people. So uh, if this is uh, Satan's uh, final uh, attack, well, I can only laugh about it. I can't uh, be afraid of this. And I tell people, you don't have any need to be afraid for a, a person of faith. Um, there is no reason to be afraid if only you can uh, link up with the divine, because that gives you the strength, also the feeling that you are being protected. And this dream that I had in, I don't know, 2018, 2019, 
um, included a few important messages that I concluded from it, and I discussed it with good friends, of course, and analyzed it. Um, when you have such a dream, you get up and you uh, get a good cup of coffee because you have to let it sink in. But I didn't tell it uh, to um, people. It, it's stayed in my uh, uh, among my closest friends because I didn't know uh, what the consequences was it was before the pandemic before the lockdowns uh, and if you want I will tell this because I uh, would like to tell you why I'm not yes, really faced uh, by what's please, happening please here. go ahead <laughs> well what happened was I was uh, in that dream I was in the car park of a um, local shopping center it was an apocalyptic scene the discount uh, shops uh, were burning left, right, and center. People were uh, standing around, um, even inside the discounters. But what was unusual was that people were quite calm. They all looked up towards heavens, and there was an unbelievable power ball, very dark, dark uh, blue, black. And that was a power that I'd never seen in any dream before. And I've had a number of unusual dreams. For me, it was quite clear that's the power of God, an energy ball, basically focusing energy. And this power ball um, had tentacles reaching out all over uh, the world. And it probably reached the entire world. And this uh, power in the heavens, that's what people were looking at. And I looked uh, to my right, and 50 meters away from me, there was a young lady standing there uh, with a timeless appearance, with long blonde hair, and the hair fell down in a way that I uh, couldn't see her face, and I had the suspicion that it was a form of uh, the Virgin Mary. Uh, just um, uh, for your better understanding, there is this Christian worldview where only um, God, Father, the Trinity, um, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost play a role. But there are other religions where um, the um, uh, Divine Mother um, is the, the uh, highest power. And something transpired into Christianity via the Virgin Mary, um, the Mother of Jesus Christ. And something um, has uh, been continued, particularly in our area, where we had Germanic uh, faiths in the past, uh, where Mother Nature was um, uh, worshipped, and, and there were uh, Madonnas um, that have been found dating back millennia, um, made uh, from wood, and um, something female divine and female was uh, obviously worshipped back in those days and i was asking myself what's the importance the, the meaning of this dream and together with my friends i came up with four different messages and i would like to discuss this in more detail later on first of all if you tie up with the divine you have no reason to be afraid because the divine god is much more important than what the satanists and uh, uh, their uh, followers um, can do uh, scaring people, um, creating a shock um, situation um, to create a situation 
uh, where they can control people. So uh, the divine is more powerful than the satanic. The second message was that nobody can uh, avoid this power. This power gets everywhere. It's impossible to avoid it. So everybody will get their uh, due justice. And thirdly, and I only realized that now, I saw that the discounters were burning, and I won't give the name of this discounter. I didn't see the small um, owner-occupied uh, shops burning, but now we know that the big discounters in Germany and the big corporations are all behind this vaccination campaign. That's the third message. And the fourth message was that this power is among us. Where I saw this, that wasn't uh, somewhere uh, outside the world, it was in the world. And if I could see the power in this way, then I'm sure that the occultists and Satanists, the peak of the new world order have been confronted with this power and that they know that this power is in the world and the game is up. That is what the uh, previous speaker uh, mentioned. He mentioned this uh, game of chess where God has uh, predetermined the uh, the turns and we can see that in seven turns uh, checkmate will ensue and we can see that. Um, so it's only an illusion. Uh, for uh, what is the future for us may already be uh, the past uh, for God. And so that the purification process that is impending now, that is imminent now, cannot be stopped, right? There are a few things that make it very difficult. Um, and I uh, was wondering whether I should mention it here now because from my point of view, people forgot that God is their best friend and they have ideas about God that have nothing to do with reality. They equate God with uh, the God they know from the scriptures, uh, whether they're authentic or not. Um, my personal uh, knowledge is that there has been manipulations. We can point out what isn't right in the scriptures, but we can also determine where many things speak in favor of uh, their being correct. and. You can, of course, analyze it for what is right or what is wrong. Well, that is really what I wanted to say, and uh, mainly the far-reaching consequences, um, just payment and deserve payment. Um, that's the real basis of power. There is a great counterpart that the people don't know. Um, the um, call it Satan or devil and the power bases for these elites and the unhumans have sold their soul to the devil. That is part of many, many uh, films, but that's not the source of my knowledge where people have sold their soul. And there's many concrete examples for the, there's pop stars that um, so, um, admitted to doing that, uh, John Lennon is said to have said this to a band member. <coughs> the Beatles would come out very, very bait when he was 22 years old, he said, because he has sold his soul to the body and this would, to the devil, and that would be the um, payment. I have uh, got the literature on this, the Hollywood Code, uh, the um there's lots of this going on and a uh, very good summary and uh, this is why i tell the people you don't have to be scared 
What did you do? Did you found a bank? Or what did you do? Have you participated in the pandemic play to make people fearful? Because in truth, they are the ones who are scared and they have all reason to be so because they know the game is over and that they will have to be held. They, they will be held responsible. These people have all reason to be in fear. And uh, as this fake pandemic was rolled out since 2020 in Germany, I do see that that they do have a lot of panic. I see that and there's measures and measures over measure want to keep the people small and by all means stop them from connecting, from joining up, from living their freedom, from rallying. They seem to have a lot of fear against this happening. Also that meet that experts speak in the media, explain things to the people. Um, as far as I haven't, uh, I've been informed, I haven't seen uh, Professor Bhakti on the mainstream media yet explaining the people what they should think of that Corona uh, vaccines or whether there is a pandemic really. And these people had to go to alternative media because they weren't heard by the mainstream media. And that is something <laughs> that we have to clarify. This uh, pandemic has done such uh, with such a long hand planned but the um, doing is so uh, dilettant that this was not a masterpiece at all that was really thoughtless and um, erroneous and uh, if you don't if you're not deaf and blind you would have to find out um, I wouldn't even buy a Hoover from these guys how can you trust them a blind person can see or can you trust Mr. Spahn if you know that he's a lobbyist from pharma uh, he's doesn't understand uh, simple accounting and then he goes to to say <clears throat> what he says and this is what people should simply reject uh, the um, that they come become this satanic investment um, that um, we actually people are uh, made culpable because that's what the people don't want to they want their victims to think that they are responsible themselves one of the minister president says it should uh, wear its mask to a child because if it didn't and the uh, grandfather would die the child would be punishable um, I don't want to um, say that, uh, but this is satanic games. They misuse their victims and suggest that they are um, culpable themselves. They wanted to do have this, and this is very, very vicious. This is what people have to see, and sometimes I um, advise my uh, clients to do aggressive uh, training uh, social workers and if the employer comes I want you to get vaccinated I don't want to have any vaccinated people here and then some of them uh, say yes we are oh, I don't know maybe it's risky and then I tell them just look at that video here of Kinski he could get furious greatly he's an actor maybe try to play that do an aggression training try to shout at someone's face and say look i don't want to play this now <clears throat> there is a good uh, actor max beerman who does that <clears throat> who shows how to get furious but that's the right of all of us nobody uh, has a right of somebody else's body apart from God. That's what my predecessor uh, said here. This is uh, a hybris to say uh, if others come on and uh, say they're a state and they 
pretend to have a right over our bodies. That is satanic. They are not eligible to that. And um, I am in, uh, responsible for my body. I can do with it what, it want, what I want. And even, body, even God respects us. Uh, even if I were very ill uh, to die, I could say I don't want to have chemotherapy, for example. I want to have the right to die. <clears throat> and this is a satanic investment and entanglement. We talk about uh, pandemics, but closed hospitals. They say they want to protect the old and isolate them and drive them to starvation for desperation because they have no contact any with their relatives they vaccinate the children vaccination in uh, inverted comma although there's no indication at all they are at no risk and that's known children don't die of that virus but they have to be vaccinated so <clears throat> you have to wonder what what is all of this about and it's so obvious and so simple and trivial that i wonder how people cannot see it but that's the point People who have been disconnected from their source, who have lost the real knowledge, are just a, uh, <clears throat> a flag in the wind. Uh, they have to know that they you can they can't differentiate re reality and uh, differentiation. That is a question of attentiveness. You can only see what you know. This is uh, what every art historian will know. Uh, if you look at a, a picture, you can find out lots of things, but you'll find much more if you know what the artist had thought about. If you know the biography, if you know what motives, what styles they used, why they draw things in a special way. And this is what we see now. Some of the things are only visible if you have knowledge, but the phenomena is that the people have not only lost their knowledge, but have no idea of what they lost. And people that um, have been robbed of their cultural identity, that don't know their own history uh, and don't know their roots, are easy to manipulate. And that's what some of the researchers have shown us. The methods of mass psychology are very simple. It's not complex. And the hurdle that people have to take now is only that they have to accept that there is this, that there are people without empathy. And there are people who decided to go to the dark side. They sold their soul, literally. And uh, not all of these who do this are Satanists, but many, many are open for corruption. They like to get bribed. They want money. They want prestige. They want good news. They want good offices that people applaud what they what they about the super things they do. <coughs> and that's. <coughs> It's easy to catch people that way. So they can do that. And they know quite nicely, quite clearly where the weak points of human beings are, what a person wants and wishes for. And they come as a friend. Here we have this. We've got loads of this, what you want. And uh, just uh, join our club. That's the game. So these were, I just wanted to say, for me, as a human being who does not only believe in God, but who knows that God exists, there's no reason at all to uh, fall into desperation now. You can see it negative, but you can see it very positive. Just as Einstein said, you can see a wonder in everything, and you can see no wonder in everything. For me, this is the time of renovation. Apocalypse means 
disillusionment and that's what was visible before already but it required more effort uh, for example to see the manipulation and the mainstream media that was easy to find out the sources were already there but as transparent as it is now if they people still trust um, that the public and especially the governmental media follow their um, target which is uh, to uh, provide a um, <clears throat> neutral opinion, uh, that's inexpectable. Obviously, this is not the case because us, they work with fear all the time. <coughs> and that is the responsibility of the person themselves. They have to decide what side they want to be on. Do they want to be a human being aware of his dignity? with access to its spiritual sources <clears throat> and that can connect who can connect to the divine and knows that nobody has a right over their body or have they been broken so much that they can only uh, work as the guinea pig and um, for just a few to have a free carefree life without trouble if they want to be a slave uh, for someone who has no competition <clears throat> because um, from the families that they grew up in they have been all the privileged all the time they never had to fight anything and that's the basic decision and if you say the material world is the most important world i can truly take all that into my grave we can't get them but the person who knows that life is finite and that they'll have to die in the end they know they can't take any of that material word expect except from the experience and the findings that they have made in their life and that is the crucial thing that we work upright not perfect nobody's perfect but work up walk upright through life and uh, not take part in that game due to financial care i'll just get vaccinated and i'll get the couple of euros extra great business for the doctors if somebody does that they're not a doctor they may be a real estate broker or businessman but not a doctor there's no ethical basis for that <clears throat> that's it really well what i think what i think is that on the other side of course you wonder that some people are not able to see this but on the other hand it also shows that in a way there is so much easy believing if they don't become um, if they don't act bad themselves um, uh, or get uh, uh, um, stop the friendship with someone um, and do that themselves and there is also the side that the people are easy believers and can't imagine that somebody is so vicious and so careless and uh, or may, maybe even intentionally doing bad to people um, there's a big potential here i think what we see is that the people who go to the rallies it's not just the unvaccinated M many people join there saying it's enough enough is enough people who have been tripped into the system and uh, there is this astonishment of what's going on that can only happen if i can't develop that fantasy because it's so strange to me that people can be so mean to do these things or so vicious to uh, kill me off 
and i think it's a potential where we have to say okay if these people would get become more aware of the situation there would be uh, the hearts would start to speak out and that would lead to people reactivating and solidarizing and saying we have to stop this and uh, maybe now we have uh, health problems hopefully not but they are ready to build up a new society because none of us want this all the people who are active now yes yes quite clearly you don't have to experience everything yourself to know that there is uh, people who are vicious without empathy so knowledge may help this is why in one of my contributions i pointed out to some of the books if you know that the first world war had been planned long before that people who are able to do this and these are things uh, events that have gone uh, that are back a hundred years um, um, you should uh, check uh, um, the Scottish author McDorothy who did good work here <clears throat> and also the knowledge that the Second World War was planned uh, long before there are people who plan this in the background who are not seen in the light and that there are people who are capable of doing this then i think one should simply accept that there is evil especially now as there's so much evil it may be difficult to see the good or the divine although it is attachable it is um reachable and uh, but it's so visible that visual that this is cannot be negated anymore it's not to be topped <clears throat> and this is uh, people always say nobody can prove that there is god but that's wrong the person who's found god and who know that god exists decided to search for god and you can only search what you find you can only find what you search so god won't knock your door and um, uh, he may be there all the time but if he remains invisible the, to the peace to the people who won't search him and if they do then they will meet him and or have great opportunity to do so and then they will know that god exists so you can't uh, just put natural science to everything it's not a mechanical thing there is a higher science beyond this um, that goes beyond to what people can imagine so it's not that in the schools <clears throat> and university we get taught all the relevant knowledge you can study theology and you can get your findings there but there are other ways to find god you don't have to go to university to do that uh, to make a spiritual experience everybody who is spiritual will know that and um we see that uh, in France, from Assisi, a very simple man, I think he never studied theology, but no uh, person, no churchman would um, negate that he really found God and lived, lived Christianity. So there were <coughs> mystics all the time, and um, the people of their time inspired the world after that, after them. Uh, that doesn't have much to do with university studies and we see that in the lawyers now they all studied law and if i see the 156 and uh, 65 uh, lawyers work in germany and it's only a couple of hundred who are uh, able to or willing to take over these um these mandates these clients why where what did they study Yes, now if the weather is nice and the money is made easy, they are there. And now, as things get tight, they run off. 
I've talked, I've asked uh, via um, Suffolk Bishop Schneider what we are going through here. Is that the final showdown? He says, yes, it has apocalyptic traits. That what we can see here, what do you see in this? Is this a really a fight between good and bad? It kind of emerges. This is far beyond of what we learn in studying law. Well, the benefit that I have, or the advantage, um, what, what, uh, why, I had reason to search for God, and I found special people in that. And from all what I learned and uh, found out is that this is definitely a fight. That's open. This is the final fight. What we see here is the start of the apocalypses. Everybody's showing their true faces. Uh, you can accept this with mercy, even if it splits your family and your friends. Everybody shows their true face, and be grateful for that. Uh, you thought, I took this person seriously all, all the time, and now I see they are a complete idiot. Just accept it. Uh, I think it has never been as clear as ever before what the structures of power are. It's not coincident that worldwide, with very few exceptions, all states follow this fake pandemic. Uh, as if it was uh, centrally ruled. That is obvious. <clears throat> and that there is an agenda behind this. Uh, this has been said quite openly already. You have uh, addressed this. And we know how many puppets on strings have been held up, that many of the politicians went through the Young Leaders program and uh, they just say in front of the cameras what they learned. Of course, with a little variations every now, uh, here and there, of course, our um, foreign minister is not able to speak a sentence without any accident. But apart from these personal issues, it is like as if this is a single person talking. You can open any newspaper, you read the same thing everywhere. And in the end, it is one language, as if it was one sound worldwide. And where opposition comes in, it's only possible now outside of these established uh, media and structures fed up with lots of money and uh, you have to go to the social structures there. But obviously this is the final fight. But it's decided because these satanistic people cannot imagine. That's why they so are so proud now. They can show how mean and sadistic they are and they can't be get hold of because they believe they have the justice system on their sides, but that is where they are completely fully wrong, these fools, um, that they've forgotten the biggest variable in this game, which is God, because that is beyond their grasp. They can put all their computer power together. That's a variable they won't get hold of. And uh, that was the clear message of my dream, which I shared. This power, if you've had seen this, there is no discussion. There is no opposition to this. And if this power decide enough decides, enough is enough. I, everybody had their chance to uh, take their sides or to fail. I've seen enough. I know who's who. And then they slap their fists on the table. Uh, that'll lead to drastic measures and uh, circumstances worldwide so all of this can be finished in a single stroke and uh, of course uh, these um, 
uh, Satanists uh, can't, uh, shouldn't imagine that they will avoid their punishment. They will get their payment. And I'm sure that's why they are getting more and more uh, grim. They know they, uh, people are hating them. Uh, so the, the people can be a power they can't control. They don't know who they have stepped up to. It's a conspiracy against life. I think you've had hundreds of examples in your committee. It's a conspiration against life. So this is so far beyond any moral or ethics. It's far beyond, no, let alone legal systems. Uh, no national, no constitutional, European right. Uh, people's right is uh, completely illegal and it's heavily criminal, but they're not interested. They don't care because they feel they're safe. Um, that is a uh, security they can hold on to until they um, see. But it's just like we've heard from the Nazi. They couldn't imagine um, that um, it's only it's going to be over. They could. They thought it's going to be over in a thousand years, but they miscalculated it and. The same thing holds true here, and after this cleansing, which we are looking up, where I leave God to be the producer, there is no third or fourth Reich anymore. <clears throat> then we'll have something new <coughs> by by powers. <coughs> and I. Uh, it's more wishful thinking on their part, um, but this is coming, and they can't do anything to stop this. And uh, so they want to um, start another shock wave. Well, um, I really have to laugh uh, when I see our health minister there. Um, that, that, that this fellow um, was made minister in the first place. Just look at him. Like, look at this fellow. He's minister of health. Like, this is so incredible. Uh, well, of course, you could. It's a comedy. You could uh, cry the whole time, but it's really funny. Um, you have to take the person into consideration, but I, I do. And I uh, could get up in the morning and cry and, and uh, cry my way through the day and cry myself to bed at night. But I'm uh, full of joy despite this suffering, uh, which is really. Uh, reality because I know that the suffering will come to an end and it has the potential to wipe the tears away from people and I think that has been um, promised um, by uh, John's revelation and um, um, there are similar texts uh, after many years I, I can give you one example here um, a, a Muslim a case where the Prophet was asked uh, how will you uh, recognize the end of days and he, his answer was when the camel uh, drivers take over the palaces so that uh, when the people uh, from the bottom will take up uh, take over uh, the top positions well if I take a look at uh, who's uh, in charge now then really um, I can't um, uh, compare uh, camel drivers with our uh, former health minister, Mr. Spahn. That's unfair on the camel drivers because they're certainly nice, uh, honorable camel drivers. But um, I, I don't want to um, build uh, people's 
a sense of revenge against them, but there are um, um, there is a potential to impose uh, the law again, and people just have to be patient. And um, uh, God could have simply have uh, um, said, "Okay, enough is enough. I can't see um, these people on TV anymore." But um, He doesn't. I can only trust that God is wiser than I am, that he knows the right time. And that is the big secret. Nobody knows the day and the hour, but that the day and the hour will come. This is a certainty uh, we all have. We can do um, a lot. I'm not saying that I'll just um, trust in, uh, in God and put up my feet. No. That's why we do the work we do here in the Corona Committee. I, we can do a lot uh, to hook people up with each other. Um, that's why we're building this portal. We can help people in many walks of life. We can help them go to court. We ha can uh, collect the cases, documenting. Um, and, and where we have uh, documents indicating who uh, did what, um, for instance, a public prosecutor who doesn't prosecute um, uh, people who are promoting these dangerous things, or like, for instance, advertising uh, medication that is unlawful, it's not being prosecuted. Okay, I can see this. Let them do their thing. Uh, they can keep it going, but we can document it. And that is really a reminiscent of John's revelation where it says, those who do uh, wrong, let them keep doing wrong, uh, the murderer. Um, it's, it doesn't matter because um, the, the um, destiny has been uh, predetermined. Uh, you will get your just reward and you can't do anything about it. And in the meantime, we lawyers, even though we be only a few, we can maybe mitigate things, maybe review a few things, revise a few things. That's where we can do something in the field of defense um, in cases of um, criminal prosecutions or labor court, etc. Uh, we can get maybe uh, one or two favorable uh, rulings. But to call on the uh, Supreme Court, which uh, simply procrastinates, sits on um, legal challenges, well, I uh, don't want to take their um, position either because they will be uh, met with a just reward. So I don't need to be um, uh, hateful of these people. No matter how much uh, money they get, uh, no military, no secret service, no money, no party affiliation, no injection will help anymore at the end. It's completely impossible to stop this. And that's why I can simply watch this, accept it. But what's really important, that's why I'm saying these things, that people um, be optimistic. They have to trust that there is something there that we cannot grasp, but which is real and which has the power to quickly, very quickly put things right again. And then something new will be built, something humane. Does that mean in the end, as lawyers, we won't have to do so much cleaning as we have to fear for now because other powers will do some work as well? 
Well, I um, have a concrete imagination of Judgment Day. It will be a uh, worldly um, judgment, but the power will make it um, so that there will be no objection possible. And I'm sure that a lot of people will be involved, um, that experts will be heard, and that they will say something of whether a PCR test is uh, suitable for determining diagnostics uh, and whether this um, is tantamount to genocide, whether it was uh, contradictory to national or international law. That is the yardstick. What did an official do with the power invested in him or her? Um, and the yardstick uh, can only be what should he, what should they have done? And they will have to um, betray themselves. Um, with the Muslims, there is surah that clearly says that people will um, betray themselves by their own uh, mouth, by what they say. So I'm sure it will be a major effort, a huge effort, where many will be involved. So um, a world to create a world where people are happy, uh, a just world where people live healthily and uh, live, uh, eat uh, right, then we won't need many uh, doctors anymore, many lawyers. Um, uh, there will be an order, I'm quite sure about that, but an order that, I don't know, if there uh, still be a gross domestic uh, product, then only uh, a fraction of what the governments are given away to maintain the pharmaceutical industry now will be used uh, for good things. So people will have a level of freedom that they can't even imagine today. And other powers will come back. What we can see now is our demise of our culture. So what really is culture, music and enjoyment, all of this is gone and this will come back so that uh, people will be confronted with uh, singers as the world has never heard. And, and um, when um, the power joins uh, people, then they can write like Shakespeare, they can play um, instruments like the the big players in history, then um, it's not the people who do this, it's only the power. It's the power who does that, it's the people are only the carriers. And I'm looking forward to that uh, time. How it will be built in detail, I don't know. But uh, to my knowledge, there are only very few exclusive uh, humans in history who have all the knowledge. Um, in uh, um, the past, it would have been uh, uh, the king. Um, royalty uh, um, is something that um, was described in old texts, and uh, there's an explanation why um, kings came into the world um, in order to create an, uh, an order, actually. And um, this is something um, that was wiped away, but it's not destroyed. It can't be destroyed. It will come back. I'm convinced of that. But if I um, uh, spoke to uh, some people, they'd say, okay, that'll be another dictatorship. 
Well, but if I think of Jesus, that's not a dictatorship. Uh, if he builds an order, then it will be very humane, very just. And I'm looking forward. I would look forward to uh, confront a judge. Now, if you have to confront a judge, you're afraid. It's almost like an open sea. You never know what happens. But if you um, confront a judge in this new world, you can actually accept um, a ruling, even if it's um, against your, uh, not in your favor, you can accept it because you know, okay, I've deserved this ruling. But what's important uh, that with these uh, rulings, there's no revision anymore, no appeals, because it will come from God. And that is something that these um, people forget. It's not faith, it's knowledge. Um, people don't only have a soul, but also um, a um, an internal uh, soul, and if they uh, waste um, their uh, the future of their soul, if they sell it, well, then um, they lose it all. There is this new age um, movement that can forgive uh, everything, and I don't believe in that. Why should a sexual murderer uh, be forgiven? And I think that hell is eternal, and that's as far as I know, even though some people find it difficult to believe in such a God, but I can see, if I can see what happens, what's happening here, my personal impression is that there are some people in the world who have no business here, that the entire, for all of humanity, it would be a liberation if they were taken out of the game, but that is a judgment I happily leave to God, particularly as we don't know uh, who are those people. Uh, some of the previous speakers mentioned a few names, a few families, but whether this is really the uh, tip of the uh, pyramid, I don't know, tip of the iceberg. Um, there might be uh, more people behind these. We can only see the um, puppets, but we can't see the puppeteers behind them. There are um, forces behind Sorge, Rockefeller, uh, etc. Well, we clearly have the impression this is a massive matrix. I am just having the feeling of uh, surreality. We are over here. The table seems to be hard and fast, but uh, all this irrationality that's in it uh, is is uh, crazy. Um, you may know Nick Bostrom, who is a transhumanist, who had the idea that we may be in a simulation of a computer ba uh, system of our ancestors, of, the, of our successors. And uh, this is what it feels like, this strategic game that we are witnessing here. More and more of the same Omicron is absurd. Everybody says it's not as bad. Nobody, hardly anybody dies of it. Apparently, that seems to be the case. Also what we heard from South Africa. And still more and more lockdown is put or pushed forward on that basis. And as you've said, it's like a, a game of chess, really, or, or the, the moves in a game of chess. And it's very, very crazy. But I think in reality, we are moving to exactly this fight of the end. And then everything that is new will fall into place. Even though I can see if I uh, may take a psychological view again of this, particularly as uh, Professor Desmet uh, told us, we are now dealing with a system 
that is not a dictatorial but a totalitarian, um, a fascist totalitarian system. And he said it's always uh, geared towards self-destruction. I think we can see this now. Definitely. People who... Uh, all this madness, people have to learn how to get off this. All this madness has a single aim to break the people, to make them uh, tired. It's a white torture and uh, to make them humble that they think that the vaccination is a blessing. And uh, I think this is what people have to shake off. I don't uh, believe in uh, the in the uh, sin in the original sin i do believe in karma but i don't believe that people get born with original sin that's a tool to make people uh, observant and uh, maybe during the time of uh, reformation this had to be uh, thought up again the monetary uh, credit is a good way to enslave people they have a master that they have to account for. States are um, in depth and have to account for with the banks. That's crazy that states are in debt of in private people. And that hasn't been the case all the time. And it's not the case that the bank um, <clears throat> will uh, have the accounts for everybody there. And also the historical uh, debt, the historical sin um that's something we germans know a lot of i myself reject this um i'm german but i don't take that sin but i can understand that everybody who wants to push in that sin that i believe it that he wants something from me my money my services whatever and i reject that especially if you question this narrative it's quite arbitrary the germans <clears throat> are uh uh, have always been culpable for all bad in the world, but I know a different German story as well, very glorious actually, who uh, they came up with people like uh, Bach, like Gauss, Einstein was born in Germany. So there's quite a long list of um, philosophers, philosophers, engineers, physicians, physicists, uh, linguists who have given us a led to great reputation that is something that is easily forgotten by the youth who uh, are not taught their own history and they can be um, quarreled up against germany but if you look at that into detail we could uh, also say uh, look at what the historical sin of the spanish and the portuguese is in south and uh, middle america we could think about the uh, pioneers in the u.s what they did to the indians we could ask what the um, dutch did in um, south africa what stalin and lenin did in russia that goes beyond far beyond what hitler did we can think about the uh, mao uh, with his experiments uh, 65 million people died and starved to death or the belgians um, what they did uh, with the um, Congo, that's 20 million uh, massacred people. 
um, what the uh, English did. Um, so it's always the the victors had the uh, have it, the uh, the Americans had the Indians, the uh, um, English had the colonies. So what is all this game about? Why do they want to do that? What's their own story? Why do they think about us all the time? That doesn't get us anywhere, and that's uh, not that's a good concept to enslave the people. Uh, culpability is something that nobody needs. The um, feeling of guilt is something that has nothing to do in a person, especially not if it comes from the victorious parties who write the history. I delete this. It's my personal responsibility to look into German history in the light and the dark chapters. And this is why I would like to remind people that there is very light chapters in the German history as well, and that the main instrument of enslavation uh, enslavement is to cut off the people from their culture. Who knows of the old Sumeric uh, rituals and uh, scriptures? But uh, coming back to the kingdom, is a red thread throughout this history. Uh, Jesus Christ spoke to of the Sumerian scriptures spoke of this, and uh, there is this. <coughs> this. There are these. Um, Myths um, dealing with, uh, for instance, the sword of Excalibur, etc. So, this is uh, something that kept people uh, thinking for uh, many uh, centuries. And um, to think that everything has gotten better now with enlightenment since uh, the Freemasons have been around, um, well, I'm, I'm not quite convinced that this is true. If you take a look at the current situation, I'm not sure if everything got better. And I might um, only call on people to call on uh, Frederick II, who died in 1592. And I was looking up, uh, uh, researching this uh, for a long time. Uh, that was a real attempt to establish the right of law in Europe. And um, I think that might be a model for what is coming down as the future order, that there is somebody who represents the state, installs the uh, judges, uh, controls them, that the judges must not uh, sit where they grew up, that they uh, need to be rotated every five or six years so they can't go to a rotary club and then get networked with local business, which leads to um, uh, their being uh, biased in, in courts or uh, getting into um, um, uh, clubs with bankers, local bankers, etc. Um, that was normal corruption. Now, in this constellation that you're describing, we'd have the problem of that person at the top who uh, 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 appoints the judges is not clean. That's the constellation that we are looking at now. And I don't think that all the judges that uh, take decisions or, or do not take decisions are not driven by getting money from Pfizer, but uh, they are entangled in the propaganda and don't uh, want to risk their um, uh, do, do that and they want to play along with the system i think so the system needs to be questioned and scrutinized here there's lots of things that uh, we could think of and of course there are things from the past or maybe from liberation movements that we've seen in south america 
Um, there's lots of things that one should have to look at in detail that may help if we try to set up a new system which will not be infiltratable by these things and instrumentized by other means. Yes, the uh, Indios in <laughs> Bolivia, for instance, were exterminated over centuries and there was a movement and they managed to reshape their country in a peaceful way. That was an excellent project and that is something that has been hushed up by uh, mainstream media. The most peaceful revolution in Latin America, particularly in Bolivia, that's very well known, but it's not reflected here in the mainstream media at all. It's being hushed up because uh, they went and uh, nationalized what was beneficial for everyone. Uh, Bolivia was controlled by four or five families exploiting the wealth of the country, and the NGO said that has to stop because these um, are the riches of the earth and they belong to all of us and they managed to distribute wealth uh, to the people and that is something that uh, Gaddafi uh, got wrong. I don't, I'm not saying that uh, I thought he was uh, a nice person but as far as I can tell he distributed wealth and uh, if we had only a fraction of that people would dance uh, with joy. For instance electricity was uh, free, you could study for free at university, you uh, got a um, endowment when you married, I think $50,000, you were given a house, um, half given to you, etc. Um, all sorts of benefits. He made the mistake, of course, of decoupling um, oil from the dollar, the petrodollar, um, and he wanted to introduce the gold standard in Libya to become independent of um, the dollar and then of course the uh, powers that be intervened and got rid of him and that reconfirms that those who uh, refuse this new world order uh, are uh, the evils, it's the axis of evil, um, there are uh, thousands of um, terms but um, if we look behind the scenes we can see a different picture. I think we'll have to walk around with vigilant eyes where we can learn things and see why these things failed and uh, one, what one could do different in order to be more successful when we have the great opportunity. The next round will be ours. Very briefly now we have to uh, clarify uh, Wilfred, the website you built, Healing the World with a Human Touch. We'll find all these uh, communication options if you need a doctor, if you need even if you need a lawyer or if you are looking for partners or if you need someone for mowing the lawn, etc., etc., there's all sorts of communication there that can be found under this website. I think you've exported it already. I um, discussed it anyway with Sue Frost and uh, Robert Garner. I think something similar is um, up and running in the US now. The other thing that you mentioned is being built now. That's the website where the format is in place already, but it is being filled with the stories about the, well, one might say the evil abuses happening at in the schools, at the place of work, in the hospital, etc. So that for the final uh, account, 
We know who did what, precisely. The structure of uh, data management is um, relatively um, uh, comparable. Um, the, with the website Healing the World, I didn't have this project um, in mind already, but uh, it really is uh, going to be built um, the same way, so people don't uh, send us um, any um, articles or anything, they send us their um, honest um, reports about their experience and after selecting uh, to determine which are uh, genuine reports, uh, they can then uh, network and, and uh, this will allow for communication between them. Um, obviously, we will have to enlarge the team, we will need more support. But again, here we apply the 4i principle. You can't accept anyone in the uh, Corona Committee uh, who would like to join you. You have to see what is their motivation. Are they um, honest people and do they have integrity? And uh, the same goes for us. We have to think about who is coming here. Can we uh, integrate them here? Um, some things will be then rerouted. The database will be secured so that only one or two people have access and all others are excluded. So the security architecture is very important. And we can only hope that uh, there will be some lawyers coming around who will help us uh, process all of this uh, before the, the uh, final game starts and somebody else comes in and um, takes over. But I can imagine which kinds of questions the Lord of uh, Judgment Day will ask. If he asks all politicians uh, where their wealth comes from, there will be interesting answers and they will have to answer. Blackmail will often play a role um, where um, uh, people did things that uh, they would like to destroy as soon as uh, it becomes uh, public. Um, I, I won't go into more detail here. I, I guess everybody can imagine what I'm saying. This will come out too. And uh, there will be no one in the world anymore uh, who will listen uh, to them. And we'll start in Germany with this project. Uh, the idea is important. So that doesn't mean that we have to have to collect everything out of Germany now uh, from all over the world, but we can make the knowledge and the structure available, uh, telling people, look, you can do this. Uh, this is the data management. You can build a similar system because everywhere across the world, things are the same. They all have to make sure that only the right people come. Um, if we had incorrect reports, that would be disastrous. I think it's a good idea to make this more concrete. Uh, you've been through this, the same person who tried to infiltrate your back end. I've been through this as well. She did um, certificates to uh, um, certify that people are not allowed to get vaccinated. And uh, um, she got a um, certificate with her name, tried to ask her to do it and she called me asked for the name of that person i said be careful keep your hands off this is someone from the other side this is one of the corona um, uh, criminals and it happened what had to happen a couple of days later one of these factors f-u-c-k um, uh, asked her why she got uh, that uh, 
certificate because he had it sent uh, in ready with a name. So be very, very careful with these people. We have to be very alert. He tried to uh, take her out by sending her a finished uh, f uh, form sheet by the, to that fact checker directly. So we have to be very, very careful. Wilfried, thank you very much for your positive perspective that you have made uh, possible here. <clears throat> I think we are in times now that people who are uh, alone may feel desperate, but with the website Healing the World with a Human Touch, uh, you can reduce your solidarity, you can create contacts and the perspective shows in the right direction. I think everybody agrees to this. We just don't know how fast this will be to take place. My personal opinion is that the way to the light or the better, whatever you want to call this, is not going to wait for too long. Surely not years and possibly not even months. But we can only hope for the best is what Bischof Schneider told us. <clears throat> exactly. I'd just like to make it clear. I initiated and conceived this and implemented it with an IT professional. There's a lot of work involved in it. And uh, the website, as innocent as it looks, I uh, completely handed this project over. I gave it to a uh, lady. Um, um, Ms. Fisher, we... Um, were um, in your um, uh, committee um, together at one point, interviewed uh, jointly, so I handed it over to her. It's not only about freedom or a lack of same, it's about life and death. And uh, loneliness is very dangerous, and we all know that this period of time, a Christmas, New Year time, um, throws a lot of people back uh, on themselves and uh, a lot of people realize oh well i'm really really lonely and there's a lot of suicide happening at this time of year so it's important to make sure that people don't resign um, to these things that they uh, don't uh, freeze in fear of what's coming down um, but that they connect and see how they can connect with who they can connect so that's important uh, that people get connected locally in uh, the companies. And if a quarter or 20% uh, of the staff of a hospital say, um, you want to vaccinate us, you want to see our vaccination search, well, um, be our guest, do the work yourself. Then uh, things will change very quickly. I think that's going to happen very soon. We've uh, started this Union Freiwerkschaft. Following the example of Dr. Bruno from Austria, and that is a very, very powerful section of health there in that. And on top of that, we only have very rudimentary uh, information. Um, we have uh, freiwerkschaft.de is online. The website itself is ready, and there will soon be a, a form to join which will be uploaded either today or tomorrow as a christmas present as it were and then um it would be ideal to have as many people as possible um, um coming forward so that we can uh great develop this force that we need wilfried thank you very much we have the chef uh, the the boss of a group from australia of the originals who caused quite a stir when he called out an SOS call to the world, I hope that he heard the translation of what uh, you've just said so that he knows there's light at the end of the tunnel. 
And Wilfried, thank you very much for joining us. We wish you a very Merry Christmas in peace and quiet. Well, I wish you the same. Um, happy holidays and uh, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, we hope that this year will bring um, the final victory of the forces of light. That's what I wish you. Wilfried, we'll meet. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, David Call. Tut mir leid, dass Sie warten mussten. Ich glaube, es waren nur zehn Minuten. Das ist vielleicht noch in Ordnung. David, können Sie uns hören? Ja, ich kann. Yes, we can hear you. You have been introduced. I've seen your video, of course. Everyone has seen your video. And by the way, uh, before we get started, um, a couple of months ago, actually probably four or five months ago, I spoke with one of your countrymen. Um, I think he's a pretty famous person. He is, uh, I think, in his 80s. Um, his name, his first name, I forget his last name. A very impressive person. His first name is Max. Do you know who I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, Uncle Max, Uncle Max. Yeah, that's him. And he explained how yep. he uh, and his mother in the 1940s, can you believe this? In the 1940s, he and his mother and his two sisters or brothers, how they fled from teams of people who were going to force vaccinate uh, your people. Isn't that incredible how how history seems to be repeating itself, but for the last time, we're pretty sure. Absolutely. Um, and our people that were vaccinated in the 80s, there's a book written by a doctor, and he outlines that um, over 50% of the children, Aboriginal children that were vaccinated in the early 70s and 80s um, died from yeah. vaccinations. 50%. Because it was so foreign to our bodies. Oh, my God. 50%. I'll, I'll get you the name of the book and I'll send, I'll, send you the, I'll send you the name. Yes, please do that. I mean, it's, it's horrendous, but we have to know what's going on. We have to know the truth. Um, let me yes. quickly... Uh, uh, before, we, before we continue, sure. I just need to um, just bring you, bring you up to speed. Uh, we do have very sad news that we, we lost Uncle Max um, oh. about uh, just over a week ago. Um, he held a very special ceremony, a ceremony that's uh, been kept quiet and away for a long time. And he held that ceremony to ignite all the sovereigns of the planet and unite everybody across the planet. And, and unfortunately, after that, we, we lost him not long after that. So it's a very sad time for us, um, but, but it's also an honour to be walking in the footsteps of a great man like Uncle Max. Yes, actually, I feel the same way. I'm deeply touched. Okay. Yeah. Let me um, introduce you. Uh, since the beginning of the COVID crisis, the Australian government is targeting the Aboriginal communities. A large number of people are hit and coerced to be vaccinated, vaccinated, uh, locked in their communities while blocking their communications sometimes even. Military didn't force, we, there's a rumor going around, around, but you're saying military didn't force Aboriginals to vaccinate like reports have claimed, but they intimidated the people with their presence massively. Is that correct? That's 100%. Um, our communities have been pressured, locked down, coerced, um, people are being told that they cannot leave their home, they cannot shop at the local store, they cannot go to the football, they cannot leave the community, they cannot go hunting, they cannot drive into bigger townships to get food. 
Um, and if they don't take this uh, uh, vaccination, that they're told that they will die from, from coronavirus. So they are coerced, they are pressured. A lot of our communities, English is like, some, in some cases, English is the fifth, sixth, seventh, and sometimes eighth language. So they are turning up in these communities um, with, um, in some communities with military. Uh, oh. They are not holding people down. They are not chasing people down, but the, the mere presence of military makes our people fearful that this is very serious um, and, and that they, they, they should conform because the military is here, which makes it serious. Um, they have police presence, they've had task force, they've locked down entire communities, they've shut down communications when they do lock down these communities um, and they've, um, they've coerced and pressured the people to the point where the people feel that they, they have no alternative but to um, take this bioweapon and many of our people, many of our elders um, and young people in one community, they've um, been vaccinating um, children from as young as 11 up until the elders. So we're going to lose entire bloodlines from these communities. We're going to lose a lot of elders who hold the song, law and dance. Um, and they are pressuring our people to a point where uh, they recently removed some people from a, um, um, Robinson River um, and Borolula and, and, um, and they've forced those people into town, um, into the quarantine facility. Um, I've just released a, um, a, a, a recorded interview with the daughter of the mother, but we lost an elderly lady only um, on the 6th of uh, December. We lost an elderly lady whose family, um, they, they took them from their community. They, they, they were pressured into getting the vaccine. They were put into quarantine. They were in there longer than the 14 days. The elderly lady who died was up to her third week um, and her family were pleading for assistance in the facility from 9.30 in the morning. They were asking for medical help. They were asking for doctors. They were asking for an ambulance. They told them that their, their mother needed to go to hospital. Um, they were ignored all day up until 10.30 that night. Um, uh, they sent a couple of people to check on check on the, um, on the, on the mother. Um, they just did some uh, temperature readings and stuff like that. And then they went away. The family pleaded all day for help. And at 10.30 that night, the mother collapsed, hit her head on the ground, and she died of a cardiac arrest in the quarantine facility in Darwin. And that was covered up by the Northern Territory government and the Australian uh, government and all media. Terrible, that's really terrible. Do you think that it's like a concerted effort really to to attack your people? I mean, are they also attacking people of other origin or is it like specifically targeting at you? They're, they're attacking um, people of all cultures and races through the, um, through the mandates and, and, and the same pressure that they're applying to everybody in Germany. But what's happening different here is they are, they are smashing our communities. They created this, uh, a distraction in the cities um, so they said there was a case in Catherine. They locked down the whole of Catherine. Um, they said there was a case in Binjari. So they locked down Binjari. Then they said that there was um, close contact with people from Robinson River. Um, while, while everyone's distracted in town, they are absolutely annihilating our communities. They are going in in large numbers with police, with task force. Um, in some communities, they have, have taken in military and they are coercing and pressuring and basically forcing this vaccine upon our people 
or they're not giving them any uh, liberty or freedom to move as sovereign tribal people on their lands. So uh, if my, my honest answer to that is I've said this from the start. The, um, the, the current global political system and the financial system is, 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 um, is, is morally, spiritually and, um, and, and, and monetary uh, bankrupt. The fiat currency system is dead. And I've said for a long time before this came out that they're going to come here and they're going to go hard and they're going for the land. They want the resources. Um, and the only thing standing between the resources and the multinational corporations and the central bankers is a million tribal people. And for example, um, I spoke to an elder from, from, um, um, from Borolula who made it very clear that all the four clan groups in that region had agreed that they're not going to approve any mining or any, any fracking or any, um, any, any businesses on the river. Um, and, and that region, and I'm going to put this evidence out in the next 48 hours and I'll send you a copy. Mm. Um, but I now have the geology, the, I now have the geologist reports, which show everywhere that they have created these, um, coronavirus hotspots are the very areas that they've already done mining deals on, that they've already done pastoral leases on. They've already got uh, permits approved for all sorts of mining. The land is mapped out, the color codes of all the diamonds and the minerals and everything oh is all mapped out and it's it's scattered across all these areas where they are smashing and annihilating our tribal communities. While everyone has been distracted by the mandates, they are coming in and they are taking out the oldest living culture on the planet and they are taking out our elders. We are losing a lot of elders um, to heart attacks. Um, um, I, I spoke to a health worker in Alice Springs. She was part of a five-person team and their job was to monitor adverse uh, reactions. She said on her books alone, she had 27 elders in Central Desert that had died within four hours of getting the first vaccine. And this is all being covered up by the Northern Territory and Australian governments. And they won't tell the truth because they're a part of the problem, they're a part of the genocide, and they're a part of the land grab. And they've already done corporate deals because the Australian government is not a government, it's a corporation. And they've already done corporate deals to sell off the land and the only thing stopping the deals going through is the tribal people. This for me is without question um, um, a, an attempt riding off the back of the um, intervention which was implemented um, um, qu uh, quite a number of years ago um, and the intervention has been nothing but a land grab and an attempt to um, restrict, oppress and um, kill off the tribal people of this land because we are now dying 20 years earlier than non-tribal people on this continent. Um, and this is speeding up the process and it's getting rid of our elders, which hold our law, ceremony, song and dance, which is our connection to the land, which is our connection to the law, which is everything that holds us in our position as the sovereigns and the, and the, um, and, and the, and, and the heads of state of our tribal terrains. And this corporation is colluding with um, foreign powers to annihilate us, take us off the land and do deals uh, that's all about money. And, and and that's the honest truth. So once again, it's a story of a large group of people represented by these corporations, the people who are pulling their strings, who own these corporations, selling their souls to the devil for money. 
And uh, can I ask you, so the, the, the territory that uh, your people live on, that's that's not owned by you in the sense of like, uh, you know, in the books ownership, but it's sort of reserved for you and the government, once the your your folks would, would be gone there, could immediately say, oh, this this is now used for this business purposes that you that you mentioned. Is it like this or, or would Absolutely. they? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, well, well it's, it's, it's worse than that because um, we have never ceded our sovereignty and the, the sovereign tribes of this continent still owned our land, our resources, our lives um, and, and our, our terrain. Um, so, so we've never actually acquiesced our sovereignty in any form. Um, everything's been unlawful since 1788 um, and um, the, the Crown formally left here in 1973 after Resolution 2625 25 was passed at the United Nations on the 24th of October 1970. And in that resolution, it stipulated that all lands of the planet must be decolonised. So the Crown formally withdrew from here in 73. They were supposed to hand the land back to the tribes. What the government at the time did was they fraudulently committed treason and they um, uh, breached the constitutional laws and established a corporate government under a corporate constitution um, after 1973. Now, they've been governing this country on laws that are baseless since 1973. And um, so everything everything after that um, has, no, has no standing at law. Now, what they did was they set up a thing called native title, where Aboriginal people could apply to get rights back to their land. Now, the trickery in native title is, once you sign up for native title, what you don't realise is you've already signed your land over and agree that they own it and you're now asking for rights back to it. Yeah. And they drag this process out for 20, 30, 40 years. And what they do is they say to people, okay, you can live on your land, it's, 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 that's your land, okay? But you can't do business, you can't do anything else, you can't mine, not that our people want to mine, but they say that you can't make yourself self-sufficient on your land, you can merely hunt. But we have rights to all the minerals, we have rights to all the resources, and they do underhanded deals with the land councils. The land councils are nothing but corporate uh, statute bodies that exist under a corporation that's impersonating a federal government. Now, the territories and states are nothing but corporate private entities. Um, so these corporate uh, states, territories, and, and the federal government have already done underhanded deals with foreign powers to sell off land that they did not own and do not own um, and, and, and they're selling off sovereign tribal land that belongs to the sovereign tribal people. They're leaving our people in destitute. They're leaving our people suffering. Um, and now with this bioweapon, they're using this to wipe us off the land. Wow. And the land that you, li that you live on is also like, I understand that also like holy areas in the, the land. That's also why it's also very important culturally to have these. I mean, not only for, for living there, but be because it's part of your culture. And, you know, the culture is also destroyed by taking out the elders who, uh, you know, like uh, communicate the cultural, the, uh, the songs and what you, what you said to the, the generations to come. So it's like a complete attack on everything that you are. Absolutely, it's 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 not just a, an attack on our physical being. It's a it's attack on our our spiritual connection to the land. It's a disconnection of that spiritual connection to the land. And I'd I'd like to refer you to my father, who uh, my adopted father, who is Jalu Gurawiwi. Jalu Gurawiwi 
is the Yidaki healer, um, and and he's um, he sings he sings the water for the planet across the entire planet. And when I first met Jalu, he made it very clear to me that the water is crying out to him from all four corners of the planet. He said, "I'm singing the water every morning, and I'm I'm singing for it, but it's crying out." He said, "You must hurry up, you must work hard to stop the destruction of the water, because Jalu, my father Jalu." He lived in the bush naked until the age of 12, 13. He comes from nature. He is not just a man of nature, but he's a spiritual healer of nature. That's why um, uh, people travel from all over the world to get healing from him. He has been, um, he has traveled the entire world giving healing to everyone all over the world. And he makes it very, very clear to me and to many others that he comes from nature. We all come from nature. But he makes it clear that he comes from nature. And in our culture, it is nature that gives us our law. Our law is the song, the ceremony, and the dance, which is the connection to nature. And it is that law and that ceremony, those dance and those songs that we are going to lose as we lose our elders who hold on to that ancient knowledge. And we are being, we are being hit so hard and so fast that we are trying to ring ahead and prepare communities what to say, what to do, um, and, and just to bring them up to speed and get them to understand that they have a right to say no and they can push back. Um, so in relation to the land, I'll share a story with you. I sat with a traditional elder. He's thousands of years of bloodline um, traditional um, healer. And him and I were sitting on the beach one day and he had his sand in a hand. And he looked at me and he said, they just don't get it. And I said, what's that, uncle? He said, they just don't get it. I said, what is it they don't get? And he lifted his hand up out of the sand. And he looked down at his handprint in the sound, sand and he said to me, that's our medicine. The land is our medicine. The land is our ancestors. The land is your ancestors. The land is all our ancestors. And in our culture, we are, we are the strongest reminder to everybody else on the planet who they once were in connection to their medicine and their ancestors, which is the land. We are made up of the same minerals. Our spirit comes from the land. Our spirit goes back to the land. So this is an attack on every conceivable level that you could imagine to disconnect the tribal sovereign people of this land from that absolute connection, not just to the land, but to the very area where they hold the song and dance because our ceremonies and our dances are connected to the land of where we are. It's the stories. It's the land that tells us where and how to exist. It's the balance of harmony between us and our ancestors, between us and then the creator. It's, it's the entire universe comes through our DNA through that connection to the land. And that's what they, that's what they are destroying in the process of annihilating the oldest living culture on the planet in order to steal wealth and resources for the greedy few. But it's also that they're killing off when they're, you know, like chasing you off the land or like killing people. Then they're also like um, destroying like guardians of the world, of the, the planet, basically, in for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the Pope did say in 2017 that the only hope for the planet is indigenous sovereignty. And, and um, I, I, I always wondered why did he make that comment? Um, I now realize later that 
the reason he said that is because the sovereign tribes of the planet are the only ones that don't have a true contract with any of these corporations or with anybody. And as the sovereigns, we have the right to push back against these corporate entities and these corporate conglomerates and these corporate bodies that are impersonating governments and, and, and affecting the entire planet. And when you consider that the English invaded two thirds of the planet and they're all indigenous cultures. Now, if the indigenous sovereign tribal people of the lands across the planet were to unite and take their rightful place to care for the land, we would have two thirds of the world under very, very good care. And that would, that would, that would, that would bring the last third into order to, to, to work together to create healthy, sustainable industries um, and sustainability for humanity while, while, we, while we bring forth the old knowledge to care for the land and look after our mother and our creator and our ancestors. And that's how we afford our great, great grandchildren a, a livable planet. And, and so, so the sovereigns of the planet, for me, are the key to the freedom for humanity. And we welcome everybody to join with us. Or we, we call on all the sovereigns. And, and the sovereigns are not just the, the dark-skinned indigenous tribes. There are the sovereigns of Germany. There are the sovereigns of England and Ireland and Scotland and all these various places in the Asias. We are calling on all sovereigns, black and white, of every colour, of every race, of every culture, to come and unite with the sovereigns of this land and bring back to order, balance, peace and harmony to the planet because the oldest living culture on the, on, the, on the planet, the Aboriginal culture of this land, is also the oldest living law of the planet. And as anybody out there who understands law, I'm just a youth worker, but anybody who understands law knows that first in time, best at law. And in our law, in our culture, it is, it is unlawful to kill people. It is unlawful to harm people. It is unlawful to steal someone else's land and do everything that they've done to us since 1788 for 232 years, everything they've done to us, they are now starting to do to the non-tribal people of this land, and it's waking people up. And that's why we're calling on unity, not just with the tribes of this land and the tribes across the planet, but we're calling on unity amongst all of humanity, regardless of our culture, our race, our religions, our backgrounds. It's time for us to unite and stand together and that's the only way forward, I believe. It's the only way forward, absolutely. Are you are you connecting with all the other people, uh, not just the Aboriginals, but all the other people in Australia? Have they have they heard your call? Without question, my brother. Without question, um, there's a. I've put some links on 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 the um, on the on the on the um, chat. Mm -hmm. um, I put some links on there, um, and there's there's um, there's one on there that's called Wittichen. Mm -hmm. um, Wittichen is a a film we put together, um, not just to wake up the Australian people, but to unite the Australian people. Um, Wittichen is actually a ancient prophecy that was told by tribal groups down in south south of Australia, in the southern part of Australia, and that prophecy was that. One day, a non-black-skinned person, okay, um, a, a somebody of a different colour, um, not black, lighter, would come to these lands and that there would be great suffering and pain for many years. But over time, the black and the white would stand together 
to create a prosperous a prosperous um, um, future and a prosperous way forward together, united. And 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 I got told this story from a from an uncle and an elder who I had great respect for. He's passed now. Uh, I still have great respect for him. And and he shared that story with us. And and that prophecy's time has come. That time is now. So we've put this out to the Australian people. We've talked to the Australian people about uniting with us because at the end of the day, nobody can legitimise a government on the Australian continent other than the sovereign tribal people. So what we've been saying to the Australian people is we're, 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 we're ready to walk with you. We're ready to stand with you and afford the Australian people a legitimate government with the sovereigns as the head of state, working with senior councils and working to create a government that serves the Australian people that has legitimacy and approval from the sovereigns. And the Australian people, um, uh, the, the amount of people that have come back and, and, and said this is a great way forward, it is a great, great way for us to unite, and it's a great way for us to walk away from this corporate entity that is, that's impersonating a, um, a government um, and for us to create a way forward and a healthy future for all. So we are, we are working tirelessly to um, get that message out to the Australian people, and, and they're ready for it. They're, they're ready for it, and a lot of people have been responding positively. We, we are desperately trying to um, work with um, a lot of groups to bring together a model to be able to put to the Australian people and say, here's an alternative, here's a solution. It's time we get a clearance and walk away from this corporate entity that's harming us all. So, so the Australian people are starting to wake up and realise um, what we've been subjected to as tribal people for 232 years, and the Australian people are waking up on mass, um, and they're wanting it. They're wanting an alternative option and something that's healthy for them and their families and their future children. So we, we, um, we're, we're affording that and, and offering that to the people, and it's been well received. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done, um, and, and um, with so many people running in so many different directions trying to duck for cover while we try and seek freedom, um, we're trying to pull all that together. I think it's it's really great what you're doing, and it's it's so very important. You know, like what Michael uh, Swinwood from Canada, the um, Canadian uh, lawyer. You know what he always says: Now we're all Indians. Now we experience the same. That you know, like um, human, like what you call this, like mentioned for achtend. Uh, mistreatment. mistreatment mistreatment people, and like yes. you know but it's it's even you know like not so it's like a disgust of human beings of it's human incredible dignity, you know human it's like dignity a terrible yes. thing and that what what happened to your people you know i mean this terrible experience and also for so many years and now they're doing the same thing to everyone on the globe you know like uh, not any pretext anymore but like right in your face and i think it's so important that we really join together everyone you know who wants like a a normal a human you know like a dig a, a life that's you know respectful for human dignity um you know we really have to join forces and um i mean here there's also people turning to the land you know to the countryside like who whoever has has um some piece of land they're preparing also you know to that they're, they're wanting to be independent of like this the, this whole uh thing this whole machine that's there but at the same time um 
machinery, you know, they're, they're trying to make it uh, impossible for people to use the land as they want. And, you know, have, you have all these restrictions for the farmers and all that. I mean, that's been going on for a very long time. But people are now really preparing also for what's maybe to come or if the plan continues as they want it you know, so that they get to become independent. But I think it's really to see important to see also the spiritual side of, of the country, you know, of the land, that it's not only there to give you food, but that it's basically, I mean, you are our, all uh, the source for everything, you know, for the culture, for everything. And I've, I have not yet looked at it the way that you describe it now, but I think it's very inspirational, it's very important. Also that we, toward the land, finally come to, like, respect, you know, treating that with the respect due as well, because that's, you know, with the, the way that we've been trained here, it's really also this kind of exploitive, exploitative approach to the country, you know, that you squeeze things out of it. I mean, not for me personally, you know, but in general. So I think it, it's, it's really like a more, much more wholesome approach that we all have to take. I think it's really the time now. It is the time. And David, I think we're all going to be happy to follow your lead because you're a few steps ahead of us. Uh, this is the first time that anyone has ever openly expressed the idea that we're not dealing with governments anymore, but rather with corporate structures. And I don't think that this is limited to Australia. I think this, is, this has been going on all over the world. It's the only way to explain what's going on. Well, well, well. The, the fact is, you only have to go to Unidroit. U N I D R O I T. If you go to the Unidroit and check up, um, that's where every corporate government on the planet, and I believe your government included, Germany, mm -hmm. is registered within Unidroit, and Uni Unidroit is registered within the Vatican. It's a corporate body registered within the Vatican. Um, so you know, we've heard the saying our whole life: all all roads lead back to Rome. Yeah. So the Australian government, along with the German government, the American government, they're, they're all corporate bodies registered with, within Unidroit in the Vatican, um, and 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 that's that's where their corporate body is held. So um, this this is this is um, a, an issue for all of us globally, um, and that's why we are calling on unity, not just amongst the tribes and the and, and the non-tribal people here, but we're calling for that unity globally mm -hmm. because. What, we're, what, we, what we need to do as a collective is we need to oppose these corporations. Yes. I mean, we're trying to attack them legally. We're fighting them in their courts. These are corporate courts. They, um, they, uh, I can't speak for anywhere else, but in Australia, the, 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 the legal system here operates under statute, which is military rule and military law. Yeah. Okay? The, only, the, only, the, only, the only, ones, only only thing that can override statute is the returning sovereign. So we held a ceremony at the naval base in Darwin several weeks ago with senior elders, including my, my father, Jali Gudawiri. Um, and we read out an extract and, 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 and a statement um, from, from extracts from the international war, uh, laws of, of, of war and occupation. And in there, it states very clearly, if the returning sovereign returns, the belligerent must stand down. So we, we formally stood down the belligerent occupiers at the naval base in Darwin several weeks ago. And, and like everything else, they, they, they ignore it. But the fact is we held the ceremony and we stood down the belligerent occupier and we, 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 we are striving to take our self-determination and to hold our hand out to the Australian people and unite everyone 
But our call-out really is a call-out of unity across the planet because we have to remember that these corporations, to some degree, um, aren't, aren't insured. And we keep, uh, we keep fighting them in their courts, uh, trying to attack them under uh, common law, which doesn't exist. We're, attack, we're trying to fight them with statute law in their courts, which they can change at any time, which they do. Um, and, and I was told by a previous judge that we, we we're simply told to ignore use, um, change the rules and move you on. Um, so we have to remember that these corporate bodies have an insurance and that's where we should be targeting. We should be targeting them through their insurance because all liability comes back to the corporate agents that are upholding the fraud and the treason and harming us, the people, um, um, through these mandates and pushing a bioweapon into humanity. Um, each corporate agent is personally and vicariously liable. I can only speak for Australia, but we've done the sums and the, the constitutional laws and the, um, and the laws under the Crimes Act that they are breaking by impersonating public officers um, holds every, every public agent um, at, at 29 years imprisonment. Um, so that's not including the injury, harm and loss that they're causing to the people. So by holding these people and their, and their insurers um, um, accountable is the only way we're going to break them because money is the only thing they care about. Mm -hmm. They don't care about life. They don't care about uh, the, the land. They don't care about spirituality. And they certainly don't care about the future generations. Um, and, and that's why we're striving hard to um, work with the Australian people to establish a legitimate government um, that can serve the, not only the people today, but serve our ancestors into the future. And under our law and under our culture, that's our responsibility. Our, our, it is our responsibility um, to, and, and, and our law to act in a manner that ensures that the next generation is looked after, that the land is healthy for them, that they are safe, that they can move forward and prosper um, from, from, from the fruits and, and the foundations that we lay today. So, so it's, it's our responsibility. And, and for me, as, as I descend from two Aboriginal tribes in Australia, um, but go, I, that, that lineage goes back through multiple tribes. Um, and I also descend from the Irish and Scottish tribes of Europe. Um, so this isn't a Australia thing. Um, this is a global thing. And that's why I think we need the unity globally to stand as one um, and, and push back these corporate war, warmongers um, and, and, and genocide, you know, um, psychopaths. Um, and we need to push them back and unite humanity, unite the people and um, put in place legitimate governments that are going to care for and look after the people. Um, and if we don't do that, then, then it's all over for our future generations. I agree. It's the only way. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible to see how from all these different cultures and all different religions, we're hearing the same story. It's all coming to a head now, and we have to unite. There's no other way. We have to fight these corporations. Actually, it's funny, but maybe it has a meaning. I have been fighting these corporations all my professional life. They're the ones who I've been going after. I actually used to work for one until I Deutsche Bank, until I began to realize that it's one of the most criminal organizations in the world. 
Um, but it's, I think it's very, very important that we follow your lead. Um, and it's, uh, I'm surprised that Australia, of all countries, is probably going to be the first one to really, to, uh, of all continents really, uh, the first one to rise up, where the people really unite. And that's through you and, and your people. Very, very interesting, I must say. Very uplifting, actually. Well, uh, you know, I've been looking at this issue for many years. Um, I, I knew I knew through um, various political analysts that this they were going to roll out a fake pandemic three years before it happened, um, and 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 they were talking about they were going to bring out a vaccine that was going to be a bioweapon, um, and it was going to have this in it and do that, and 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 I, I actually didn't think that they could pull it off that well. I, I was wrong. Um, but at the same time, I've always been thinking the only solution for this country, um, which has ramifications around the world, is for the uh, tribal and non-tribal people to unite. And and I never dreamed of a moment that that could happen. And I, I, I never I never thought of a way to make it happen. Um, but then then all this stuff rolled out, and as we started to watch everybody freak out and, and start to crumble and panic. Um, what we actually witnessed was a lot of non-tribal people waking up to the reality of what we've been trying to say for many, many, many years, um, which is that this government does not care about you, does not care about us. It only cares about its foreign corporate banking interests and the resources on this land that it can steal. Um, and and now, that, now that the Australian people have been slapped in the face and woken up to the reality that this corporation does not care for them either. Um, now they want out. Now they want a solution. And for me and for many people around the country, this has been a point in time that we've been forced into a position of having to unify through a common goal to find freedom for all. Um, and that's what we're trying to promote here and around the world. And we, it's the unity is the key and the people is the power. And if we stand together as one with the sovereigns of the land that can give the people a legitimate government, then we can we can walk away. We can step away. Yeah. Um, we don't have to fight this corporate beast. Yeah. And so can I ask you, like, um, why do you think ha have the measures in Australia been so extreme? Because, I mean, we can see that it's really, you know, I mean, what's going on there, that's... Uh, that's out, outrageous. I mean, it's been that basically from the beginning. I just looked at the figures again, and I think it's only like 2,200 people died in connection with Corona. So it's, I mean, it's, and, uh, you know, it's basically nothing. And you had like out of 50 million tests, you had, I think, like 270,000 positives. So that's a ridiculously low positive rate. It's been below the rate of false positives that we see, like in this, uh, you know, test that here, like instant, um, you know, they did like some testing in laboratories and came out with like a 1.4 positive rate in just water you know, or like a, a liquid that was definitely not, there was nothing of corona in it. And like when they did a test with a, a harmless coronavirus, they had a 70.4 or 0.6 positive rate. So, I mean, what you have is like, you know, less than water, um, uh, you know, like a prevalence of like positives, which might could as well be false positives, basically no dead people. Um, and like, how come that they 
went so forcefully, you know, at the Australians kind of from, from the beginning? Uh, I'll tell you why, because Australia, Australia has been set up to be the lucky, laid back, easygoing country. And, and Australians are very complacent, okay? Um, it's like a friend of mine from Canada said, he said, um, they change they change the law in Australia and everyone gets angry, then they grab a beer and go back to the footy and they forget about it the next day. Mm -hmm. um, he said in France, they changed the uh, train fare by 20 cents and there's a riot because they didn't ask the people. Um, and, 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 and he's right, Australians are pretty laid back. But the problem they've got with Australians is this, Australians are pretty laid back, easygoing, lucky people, right? But they're also the kind of people when you start to harm their family and you and you go for their children, you bring out a different kind of warrior that will never turn back. And that's what they're on the precipice of. They're on the precipice of releasing a nation full of people who are very, very good people, um, but push them to a point and, and there'll be no coming back for what they release. And that's when you'll see the Australian people really rise up. And you're, I'll, tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly why they've gone hard on us, because we have been the trial grounds for many years for many things. And everything that is being implemented with the global um, Agenda 21 and the New World Order Agenda, these are all tactics that are being trialled and practised on Aboriginal people first. Um, the basic card, which is a universal income card, um, all these things, everything that's been trialled in terms of controlling our people, um, um, making our people sick through food, through water, through poor housing. In some of our communities, we have an average of 23 people per house in a three-bedroom house. And in some parts of northeast Arnhem Land, we have an average of 17 people per house. So through all of this socially engineered conditioning and suffering and manipulation that has been trialled on the Aboriginal people of this continent for 232 years, it's all been nothing but a dry run for what they're going to do to everybody else in Australia and across the planet. So what they've done in our communities, I can assure you, is nothing but a practice run for what they're going to do in your communities in the future. Um, and, and it's a practice run for what they're going to do in Australia. So the reason they've come here hard is because, one, they've always trialled everything here, but, two, we are one of the wealthiest land masses on the planet, and the only thing standing between the globalists, the central banks, and the, um, and the super elites, and the resources in our land is one million tribal people. That's 3% of the Australian population. Now, looking at the Deagle website, um, they've taken a link down, but prior to taking it down, they estimated that by 2025, the Australian population will be depopulated to 9 million people. That's, that's, that's 15, 16 million people gone, dead. So these psychopaths are happy to wipe out 14 million non-tribal people in order to take out 1 million tribal people in order to have enough manageable people to get to work and dig up the resources that they can create their wealth off. And that's what this is. It's a land grab without question. I said it from the start and I'll still say it now. Um, and, and, and the fact that I've now been sent um, maps that overlay all the deals that have been done and all the diamonds that rest on lands that they are pounding our people on. Um, it, it's um, um, one of the first places I said, I said, they're going to smash Ram and Guinea. Ram and Guinea has some of the big water, water, water holding lakes 
in the in the northeast um, region of the territory. Um, these lakes are massive. They hold so much water, and water is the real gold. Water is the true gold. Um, and 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 they went into Ramanginning, and they hit from the age of eleven all the way through to elders with this bioweapon, and they had the military there. And the military was handing out food. They weren't armed, but just their mere presence, along with police and medical staff, telling people you cannot leave the community, you can't go shopping, you can't go hunting, you can't live. Uh, if you don't get this thing, you're going to die. Um, and for me, that's as good as holding someone down and forcing them. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's just, that's what's happening in our communities. Well, and how many of the one million um, Aborigines are now aware of what's going on? I mean, how many do you think are already vaccinated or and I mean, that's one thing. But the other thing, how many are now waking up and see the whole picture? I think I, I, I'd be guessing if I gave you a number on how many are vaccinated. Um, I'm really scared because a lot of our remote areas are people who Like I said, English is their fifth or sixth language. So you have the police and the health officials lock down your town, not let you out coming. They are smashing us on mass. So I don't know what the true numbers are. What I do know is there are a lot of tribal people that are waking up. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them are people who have already received one or two vaccines, um, but they're watching the sickness rise around them. They're watching the death happen around them and they're waking up really quick and a lot of people are saying we don't want this anymore um, and a lot of people are, uh, are saying um, I, I didn't want it but I was forced and I was pressured um, and, and and I'm really unhappy about it people are people are very very unhappy about it that are waking up but our, the people are waking up very quick um, both tribal and non-tribal across this country um, and the Australian people uh, are waking up on mass as well so Unfortunately, it's not quick enough um, to stop the rate of them getting into our communities. Um, and it's not even just in our communities. For example, in Darwin, um, we've got video footage of hospital staff going up to Aboriginal people in parks who are intoxicated and injecting them while they're sitting in the park. My, my good friend, a, a brother of mine, his mother, um, they, uh, a lot of our people who, who, who live on the streets that are from out of town, they call them long grasses. They just sleep in the bush. Um, well, a lot of our people who are camping in the bush um, are getting injected while they're drunk, sleep and intoxicated. My, mate, my, my mate's mother was injected while she was drunk and asleep. And when she woke up the next day, other people told her, those people came here and they gave you a needle while she was asleep. How is that consent? How is that informed consent? That's battery. And 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 we, yeah, yeah. It's um. It's battery it's, and assault. It's, it, um, no. it is inexcusable. Yes. They will have to pay for this. Absolutely. And, and I, like I, since we've got footage of the. You. Now you go. No, I was just thinking, you know, since we have the information from America that, um, you know, only like 95%, I think, of the damages were caused by only 5% of the uh, injections, you know. So um, that's also one we don't really, since we don't really know what's in the vaccines, I mean, it could also be that maybe in your case, they're um, even using the tougher version or like a who, who knows what's in it, you know, it's like very... Um, 
very um, opaque, <sighs> opaque or like it's not opaque but very obscure. dark obscure mm -hmm. you know the thing you're right you're, you're absolutely right and and there's um medical people um that have made statements and it's been made publicly that there is a a separate vaccine for aboriginal people so they actually have a vaccine just for our people and i can assure you the rate in which we're losing people um the rate in which people are getting sick um is is tells me that um this is this is without question a bioweapon and attempted genocide of my people and is it correct you're you are basically under a lockdown so you cannot even travel to these tribes because you're i mean if you stick by the law is that what we, we heard that that you cannot cross uh, like uh, you know between the From different one, states one territory to the other so you cannot even send people there to warn them or to to help yeah when they when they lock them down they're blocking the roads when they lock the communities down they're blocking the roads They're even cutting the communication in, in, in some of the communities. Um, they're stopping people from uh, filming. Um, they tell the community people that they can't film. Um, and they, they do everything they can to cover up everything they're doing. Um, and for example, the, the elderly lady that died in the quarantine center in Darwin at the Howard Springs facility, um, the, the, the minister, um, the justice minister, came out and made a statement, we're unsure if she is a repatriated Australian, meaning she's come back from overseas, or if she's from overseas. They knew very well she's an Aboriginal elder from a community that they forced off her land and gave her an injection and put her into a quarantine centre and neglected her for over 12 hours. They knew very well who she was, where she was from, and that she died in this facility um, due to their negligence, and they still tried to cover that up publicly. Um, so the government is, is, is not only um, desperate to keep people out when they're going in and hitting these communities, um, but they're, 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 also, they're also lying and, and altering the narrative, and mainstream media aren't, media aren't touching the truth. They're not saying anything. And these are special forces, basically, who are doing this dirty job. It's not like normal doctors, but it's these... Um, I mean, how can they not see this? And, and uh, I mean, or are they just uh, stuck are, in the propaganda stories? Are they special forces or are they regular police or, or military? They're, they're regular police mm -hmm. working with health officials. Mm -hmm. um, and in some communities, they're taking military in to assist with locking down the community. Um, and um, they say to hand out food, but um, it's, it's, it's just the military people's presence that um, it's the military's people presence that adds, adds to the pressure of our people feeling like they have to take it. So there's no special forces going in. Um, I, know in I know in some communities there's been, um, they've had the task force go in, which is your special police task force. They're the ones you send into riots and things like that. Um, they have sent them in, um, and 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 they're just applying the pressure across the board. The good news, I think, is that uh, your people and the Australians in general, and with them, the world in general, is waking up. They're getting stronger and stronger because it's the knowledge of all these extremely evil 
corporations and their uh, string pullers. It's the knowledge that will help us rise up. We, you know, I always said that it's the most important step to take is the one from, oh my God, they're making terrible mistakes to they're doing this on purpose. They're trying to kill us. Once you understand that, you know what to do. Yeah, absolutely, brother. And and I think that's what's waking up people. The the moment the moment they started talking about five year olds here, um, there's there's been language coming out of very good people's mouths that I never thought I would hear. Um, and 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 people are not going to tolerate that. People are not going to accept the fact that these corporations think that they can come in and push these corporate rules, these mandates which aren't law onto their families, which they've already done, and they've harmed a lot of people, including a lot of family of mine. Um, but now they're talking about coming after the children. They're starting to wake up the beast. They're starting to wake up the, um, the angry mothers and the angry fathers who, who are not going to sit by idly and tolerate this. So um, you're right, brother. The, the harder they go for our families, um, the louder the people of the world are waking up. And it doesn't matter if you're in this country or anywhere else on the planet, once you come for our children, um, that's a different ball game. Yeah. That's when the people of the planet are going to say, that's it. You know, they're already saying it now. Look at the marches, look at the marches all over the world and, and the rallies and the, the people speaking up and speaking truth. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just getting stronger week by week and month by month. Um, and, most of these corporate agents, these, these so-called politicians and bureaucrats, they struggle just to uphold daily business. Um, they struggle just to keep things together on, 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 on a daily business without all of this stuff. Um, now they've got to uphold a massive lie for a foreign power and lie to the people while they're trying to kill their own citizens. Um, that's a good way to turn your people against you. And there's a, uh, there's a guy who's got an um, algorithm um, system that he applied to the financial system and the cryptocurrency. And when this all started, he thought, I can, I can apply this to, to people. So he started um, linking his system up to all the social media and putting out questions and seeing how people felt. And um, the system monitors how people felt, uh, feel. And, and he said... It is, he's, the, the system came back and said it is a 75% probability that the Australian people will rise up and it'll be a massacre against the police and the army. And that was the analysis of his, um, um, of his, of his system. Um, and and, um, and, and I, th I think it's potentially accurate. Um, if you push people to the point where you tell them, we're going to kill your babies, um, it's, it's not going to end well. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like with with when they lured people into like getting vaccinated, it was like the idea that you basically like, um, you know, make a contribution to society. But now when it's when they're after your children, it's becoming a sacrifice, you know, and that's that's also, you know, and they people become then defensive of the children, like when beforehand they were defensive of society as a whole, you know, so it touches really their soul and their emotional part, you know, and that's that's why it's so um tough but i think it's or like that's why people are getting into like lion mode you know and defending 
their, their families, which I think is, is really fantastic. And it's, it's a very good thing, you know, that their heart awakens at that point. But I think it's also really dangerous because um, I think it has, we really need to make sure that it's, it's some sort of like peaceful transition because I'm, it might bring, you know, even more uh, terrible things out of the other side, you know, when we have like a full-blown riot, because I, we see here a lot of, also like a lot of provocation uh, going on all the time, trying to like, you know, get fire enlightened, like, you know, to lit up the fire of like riot and then maybe come and say, okay, now we have to get the police, uh, the, the military in, they're already saying, oh, the police can't handle these peaceful demonstrations anymore, you know, where nothing is happening, basically. So they're putting into in their agent provocateurs, you know, in order to, to finally get get the game going. And so it's, and now the police is kind of, it's withdrawing a little bit because they, oh, we just can't handle it anymore. But then the danger rises that they say, well, now we have to get in like all the military. And then people are impressed, obviously, if you come in with like tanks or whatever, you know, they might have in the sleeve, up the sleeve, their sleeves. And so I think we really have to make sure it's a peaceful transition, but that we do expel like all these like rotten folks, you know, out of the, from the, from the future society, peaceful society that we need to build and want to build and will build. I, I, I agree with you 100%, and I think a peaceful resolution is the best way forward for everybody on the planet. As, as much as um, his algorithm um, picked up that probability, um, I hope it doesn't come to that. I really hope that through, through um, uniting the people and standing down the corporations and affording the people an alternative that is a peaceful transition um, is, 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 is in my view, the healthiest way forward. Because we have to remember this. It's like I, um, I made a comment uh, publicly that it's not the unvaccinated people that the bureaucrats, politicians, police and doctors need to be worried about. It's actually the vaccinated people that you have lied to and deceived. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to have nothing to lose. They're the ones who are going to say, my child is dead or my wife is dead or I'm dying um, and that, I've got nothing to lose. They're the people that are going to be seeking retribution. And, and, and I think it's really important that if we can get a clean transition while we educate people on the facts, while we bring out cures and assist everybody to, to know that there is, you know, some, some, we've already lost a lot of people and we're going to lose a lot more. But if there are cures, or if there's any way that we can reverse any of this, as much as we stand down these corporate conglomerates, we also need to be, be, be mindful of this, the rate in which we educate people on the facts um, and, and also offering a solution to healing for those people. Because if they feel like they've got nothing to lose, a lot of people are going to go out there and do bad stuff, and we don't want that. Um, and, 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 you know, I like to refer to Sun Tzu, The Art of War, and the greatest victory is the victory in which blood is not shed. And although we have already lost a lot of people and blood has been shed, that is on the corporate government's hands. That is on the corporate elite's hands. That's not on the average person. So if we can transition peacefully and we can transition in a timely manner so people understand that there's going to be cures and help and support, um, we can ho hopefully reduce the violence. Um, and that's that for me, that's very important for all of us. Yeah. 
And I think we should not waste our, you know, because aggression is also like, can be like a productive force. I mean, we, I, I mean, uh, what I mean is like, you know, we, we would lose so much of our force of our, you know, capability if we went into aggression and then like just wasted on, on like, you know, a big uh, outcry and big riot. But we need this power, you know, that lies in aggression, but in a productive productive way you know that we really then build the new things help the others that's where we need the the, the energy that we have we should not waste it into like some near uh, blood, sh blood shedding or like just like whatever screaming at one another it doesn't doesn't help we need action and for that we need the power and we should conserve it for that i agree totally and and here's the thing the 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 global elites that have created this entire um, attempted genocide of humanity is um, the very same bodies that funded both sides of World War One and Two, and have funded all the corporate world wars around the planet for the last 50 odd, 60 odd years um, since. Um, now, you're right. They want nothing more than for us to react in violence so they can justify martial law and bring in the military to wipe out and bring down as many people as possible. That's actually what they would want. So I agree with you totally, um, you know, doing this peacefully and doing it honorably and doing it within the law, um, but doing it in unity on big numbers and all the people standing together, that's the real power. That's what's gonna get this over the line is all of us uniting around the planet. Yeah, it is. Um I think it is understandable that at times people get very, very angry, in particular when they realize what is being done to them and their children. But I think we must we must keep control of what's going on. So we must not lose uh, patience and we must, the only way to do this is to, un to, to unite, to stand together and fight these corporate monsters to the very end. And I don't think it's going to take that long. You know, there's two people. I don't, I, I have never asked anyone for an autograph. Two exceptions. Once when I was in Los Angeles, um, uh, got up very early in the morning because of the jet lag. I asked, um, uh, there was a stranger on the, on, it was in Beverly Hills, um, uh, a stranger walking his dogs. And the guy looked like John Wayne. So I approached him and I asked him <laughs> if he is John Wayne. He said, yes, I'm John Wayne. I got an autograph from him. Um, so, and he is, uh, I mean, in the meantime, I've read up on him because I have always been an admirer of him. Uh, he's just like the person that, uh, the, the, the person he portrayed in his movies. Then there's one other person and that is uh, one of the best windsurfers. I used to be a windsurfing instructor. One of the best windsurfers. Um, his name is Robbie Nash. So I think even if we are getting angry, we should think about how beautiful it's going to be when we're out there after this is all done and over with, when we're out there standing on a surfboard or a windsurf board and gliding. That is what we want. We yep. want to have the real, the good life. We don't want to have the bloodshed. Yep. Totally, brother. I agree 100%. And and I really, I really believe that these corporate conglomerates that have been in control for many, many years have manipulated the socially engineered enslavement of humanity. Yeah. And when we pass through this and, you know, so, sometimes 
Well, it's, for me, it's as simple as you, you, you can't fight your enemy if you don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been under the illusion that the government is their friend. <sighs> to now realise that the governments are nothing but corporate, um, yeah, they're, they're corporatized enemies um, and, and that they don't have our best interests at heart, when we stand them down and when we, when we, when we step away from them, it only leaves one other option is what is it that we want as humanity? And to be able to look after everybody, there's, there's more than enough wealth on the planet. We, uh, for me, money means nothing. It's, 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 it's artificially created. But there's, there's more, more than enough wealth in terms of resources for us to look after everybody on the planet. And, and, and what will come out of this without the control of the corporations that have enslaved us is a beautiful direction forward to not only free humanity, but to create a, 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 a new direction yeah. for humanity. And that's the exciting, beautiful part um, I look forward to on the other side of this insanity. Um, and I'm with you, brother. I, I, I really think it's around the corner. Um, and I think it's good people like you that are standing up in honour and bringing people together and uniting people to bring that truth to humanity and to unite everyone to walk free from these corporations, that's the power. Um, and I thank you and, and everybody involved in, in the great work that you are doing. Um, and, and I look forward to um, maybe meeting you one day and, um, and um, you can take me windsurfing. <laughs> I'll be proud to do that. And I really like it, brother, when you call me brother. I really like that, David. It's a pleasure and an honor. Um, it was great to talk to you. We will turn this thing around and we'll do it in a peaceful way and we'll have a much better life after this. Well, well, let me tell you why I call you my brother. Because there's, there's seven strands of human DNA um, and um, they, they've tested everyone on the planet. And the, I think it was Asia to Europe had one to three the Africans came in at four and the Aboriginal people from Central Desert had all seven strands. That doesn't only just make us the oldest race on the planet, but it makes our law the first in time best at law law on the planet. But it also makes you our little brother. Very good. And I that like means that. That, <laughs> that, that means that, 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 means that we, 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 we all come from that same DNA. Mm-hmm. We all come from the same creation. We all come from the same minerals. So regardless of where we are on the planet, and that's why my father, Jali Guruwui, that's why he sings the water for the Netherlands. He sings the water to Asia. He sings the water to the Middle East. He sings the water to the Americas. And he sings the water tunnels all over the planet because he is the, he is the water healer for the planet. He holds the most ancient water dreaming story for the entire planet. And he is the... Uh, water healer for the planet and what he's taught me is our our songs and our ceremonies and all of those dreamings are connected they're connected through the medicine they're connected through our ancestors the water that flows through your mountains at some point runs in the ocean and drifts across here the 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 sahara the winds pick up the the sand in the sahara desert carries it over the pacific ocean and drops it on the Amazon to fertilize the Amazon. That's because all of our dreaming, all of our sacred connection through the, the, the Wittich, the rainbow serpent, which is the water, 
the rivers that run in your land is the rainbow serpent. That's the water creation. Now, that's connected to the water here. We're all connected to the same dreaming because we're all of the same DNA from the planet and we're all of the same minerals. Therefore, we're all brothers and sisters. And that's what we're saying to everybody is, it's time for us to unite and stand together as humanity, not as countries, not as cultures, not as religions, not as races, but as humans. It's time to bring it all together. And this is the opportunity that we have in this time of madness to create something beautiful, not just for us today, but when your great, 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 great grandkids and my great, 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 great grandkids are drinking good water, eating good food, breathing good air and leaving, living in a healthy and prosperous manner, that is the legacy that we leave through the stance that we make today. And, and, and we invite everyone to stand with us in unity, to be the ones to create that future for our ancestors. So when they look back and say, what did my ancestors do in that time? Wow, they stood up, they changed it. And we're enjoying this because of what they did then. And that's our responsibility today. So brother, sisters, we invite you all. It's time we unite and um, end this insanity for humanity. We will. We will. And we will we will meet. And I don't I don't want to teach you windsurfing, but we will meet. We'll have a glass of wine and stuff. <laughs> Maybe I will teach you windsurfing. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So I'm, never too, I'm never too old to teach, but I'd love to. <laughs> okay, very good. David, it's been a real pleasure. I think both of us enjoyed this very, very much. And we're going to spread the news to the rest of the world. Thanks so much. Very important. Thank you. Thank you, and have, have a great you. holiday. You too, brother. You Thank too. You. Love to you all. Take care, Take care brother. Bye-bye. You too, my brother. We'll talk soon. We will. Anytime. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, then uh, now we have um, now for something completely different. Uh, we will be talking to Rabbi Michael Green. He's an Orthodox rabbi, lecturer, and a published author, longtime Shabbat emissary in Massachusetts. Um, rabbi Green, are you with us? I hope we didn't keep you waiting for too long. Uh, no, I'm here. I'm here. Excellent. Hi. How are you doing? Thank God. Well. Thank you for thank you for inviting me. How did you like? Did you hear what um, David Cole told us? Yes. Yes. I, I was listening. I, I was. I, I caught just the tail end of it. But he. It's a very optimistic message that he had for us, and I. I really like that. It's. Uh, humans must unite uh, regardless of religion or culture it it is now us against the evil uh, monsters who are trying to pull the wool over our eyes and who've been doing this for centuries probably yes I, I agree I agree with that message uh -huh. um, totally agree um, let me quickly read what um, Corvin wrote for me about you. You recognize COVID regulations as signs of spreading totalitarianism. Judaism strictly prohibits the current vaccine policy. It's against Jewish law to vaccinate children. Mandatory vaccines are an assault on the very concept of religion that a human being is subordinate only to one's divine creator. That's pretty correct, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what? How do? 
how do how does your community how does your community see what's going on are you capable are you able to uh get through to them do they understand what's going on well depends what you mean by my, my community oh uh, i guess uh, first the religious community but then of course everyone else who lives with you uh, my you repeat that I, i'm sorry uh, it was just stuck for a little bit yeah uh, first of course the religious community and of course everyone else who lives with you right so um here in massachusetts uh, here in massachusetts i think that um there are there are core people um kind of spread 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 around who are um, aware of what's going on and we're very opposed to these mandates and um we're standing with me i'd say in my general in my own my own religious community here um i'd say the 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 there there are some people who 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 uh you know who uh who sympathize or who who hear my message and i think the majority of people uh, may be just barely tolerating me <laughs> they think i'm a little eccentric uh -huh. they think i'm a little eccentric um and um <laughs> i i've i've i try to compare myself to like you know i don't know if you heard of the famous rabbi um rabbi michael weissmandel who was trying who was the whistleblower trying to warn people of the holocaust and people thought he was eccentric they thought he was crazy they thought he was he was um you know he was he was uh exaggerating and um my name is michael too yes <laughs> so i feel i sometimes i feel sometimes i feel i have a lot in common with rabbi michael weissmandel um, in, in the broader community, in the sense of like the religious community, the Orthodox Jewish community, they would say in, in, uh, in the Northeast here in the United States, I think there is a growing number. There is a growing number of people who with whom my message message is resonating. Mm. Um, and uh, we have a we have a, a growing list of rabbis who have signed on who are opposed to these mandates, uh, something like 150 rabbis so far. Um, so there, I think that I think that people are waking up. So, but if you say that um, vaccinating children is against the, um, you know, the regulations of, of uh, Judaism, Judaism, so how do other rabbis who are maybe like in favor of, of vaccinating children, um, how would they um, do you justify, know, justify this, like, you know, considering basically the, the Jewish um, idea? So the, we, we're dealing with... Um, it's, we're dealing with a terrible subversion. I don't know if you're familiar with that word. Um, so it's the subversion. Our, our religion has been subverted. I don't know if mm -hmm. you're familiar with, with mm -hmm. you know what that means. Um, and not only our the Jewish religion, but, but I think um, all, all other religions. you know yeah other religions and and also even in in the uh, United States here, I think that um, our values have been subverted. Yeah. You know, um, we right in the very beginning they said, oh, for the sake of uh, uh, you know uh, to be conscientious and, and courteous and and caring about others, you know, love thy fellow, love thy neighbor. So we have to shut down and stay in your house and wear a mask on your face. These are all subversions of, 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 uh, of values that we have. And they've been kind of, uh, um, they've, they've, they've been, um, uh, they've been, they've been subverted and, and, uh, corrupted. So most rabbis would say, most rabbis would, 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 would just appear at the party line that, oh, vaccines are safe and effective. And we have to do this to protect an amorphous, uh, heard or or you know people in the in the society who are who are weak or who are immunocompromised, and um, and um, you know they they've 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 drunk they've they've, they've drunk the Kool Aid you know they, yeah. they they just but but um the the thing is that 
the message I've been trying to uh, share with, and I've actually been, I've been opposed to public health policies, you know, mandates even even before COVID started. Mm -hmm. um, I, I back in 2019 when they started uh, eliminating religious exemption here in, in the first in, in California, New York State, um, I was I became vocally opposed to that, and I started uh, corresponding with rabbis around the world. And um, the, 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 there's really there, there really is really no um, justification at all for any uh, vaccine mandate ever, even even measles, even polio. I mean. There's there's absolutely no justification from a, from a biblical point of view, and and I feel like um, I think the just to, if I could just address you know what uh, your previous guest talked talked about a reawake reawakening of humanity and I think that for me the the crux of the issue here is the 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 uh, in, in a religious context at least you know in a religious biblical Judaic context that the um, the, the the at the the very at the very core of paganism uh, or polytheism is is that is the is that the the the, the individual uh, the individual exists to, to serve the herd or serve the community and um, if you go back to you know slavery in ancient Egypt and throughout history that 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 uh, uh, that, uh, that an individual is is uh, his or her existence is is um, subordinate. To the good of to a greater good, a greater societal good, and they have to serve their overlords for the sake of the greater good, and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, and that that idea is an anathema, is antithetical to the um, core uh, principles of the Bible, in which each individual is created in the image of God, like you like you mentioned in the beginning. And um, every individual therefore has infinite value, greater than that of the herd, greater than that of the alleged community. And and that therefore, we are not permitted. To subject any individual to potential harm, um, it's certainly not a child who's not capable of, con of informed consent. Um, but but we are not we are not permitted to to pressure anyone to submit themselves to harm for the sake of for some alleged benefit of someone else or even of the entire community or even or even of the entire world. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, that's, you know, when you look at our basic law, which has the dignity of the human being in its core, you know, that was uh, set up like designed or like written up after the the World War, because, you know, that's why what our the founding fathers basically of this basic law said, this is the way we can maybe protect ourselves best from the history repeating itself, you know, all the crimes that were committing during wartime and like these, uh, you know, experiments on on the on human people and of course what happened to the Jewish people and to other uh, to to other people you know because if you if you t really have the the human dignity you know in in view and you live according to respecting that something like this also what's happening now could not happen could I mean it's really just that they pushed this aside you know this you know this um, what you call it, it's like um, basically this this demand, you know, to to respect the human dig dignity only because they're not, um, you know, looking at this law. They're really like closing their eyes, like also the judges, you know, not paying attention to that. That's why this all this could have can only happen right now, because if you really looked at the letters, what the basic law said, and that's what the same thing that we, that what you say, like in the Torah, you know, um, so this is impossible that something like this could happen. It's just because people are really closing their eyes. 
Yeah, this is precisely section section what she's referring, what Vivian is referring to is section one of our basic law, which is our constitution, really. And it says explicitly that human dignity is inalienable and it should be everywhere. Um, and and it's I agree. I agree completely. If you keep this in mind, then what is happening now wouldn't be happening. But there's too many people out there who are being led by the wrong, by I don't know by what, materialism, corruption, whatever. And those are the people who we're going to have to fight because they don't care about lives, human lives. They don't even care about children's lives. And once you understand that, you know how to protect yourself. And I think the only way to go forward is really by uniting, just as David Cole said, by uniting humanity, and but do it in a peaceful way. Because if we don't, then we're going to invite the other side to use extreme force, and we don't want that to happen. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I think that um, just to, I mean, just to remind your, your viewers, um, I mean, the, 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 I don't. I think that what we're experiencing now is, you know, we we have laws here and you have laws there, and there are laws. But I think what's happening now is that laws are being trampled. Absolutely. And we don't have the rule of we don't have the rule of law right now. Yeah. I just like to remind you that I mean, you're you're an attorney, so you would know better than me. I, I haven't studied the precise laws, but even in the Soviet Union, they had laws. There was a Russian constitution that was being flagrantly trampled yeah. by the Soviets. I, a friend of mine who's who's from the former Soviet Union, he told me that his, well, I, my, my, my grandparents were also, but um, his, he came a little more recently and he said that his, uh, during, I think it was during Khrushchev or maybe it was Brezhnev, there were a group of um, people having a protest, a peaceful protest, and, and uh, the KGB was tolerating them. And then they put up a big banner and said, keep your own laws. And it says, they were telling the Soviet government to keep their own laws, they have they have freedom of religion and freedom of expression in their own laws, which they which they they had ignored for 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 decades. They they unrolled this banner and put it up, and the KGB closed down the event in, in minutes. <laughs> that was it. Um, but but um, yeah, I think I feel that we we have to um, we have to reassert the laws. But I, I think that the issue here, you mentioned other rabbis and other Jews, and other and I think that people are are operating under tremendous amount of fear. And when they're living, they're living, they, 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 they have this indoctrinated sense of fear that they're dealing with this existential threat, um, this, this, this um, disease. So it, it drives them to, uh, to, to suppress their, what they, their, their conscience, their own human conscience, and they ignore, you know, what they, what they know to be true. So they, I, I feel that the, the, the real way, and, and I don't know, I just, another thing I could add to this, that I, um, it's interesting going back before COVID started. So I started writing to rabbis and started meeting with rabbis uh, when they were, the rabbis were silent by and large, commu Jewish communities were silent when children were being banned from school uh, in, 19, in 2019. After measles was declared over, I, I discovered something really very troubling that the, the, the re rabbis knew that this was unjust and this was unacceptable, certainly in the United States of America. And rabbis and rabbis around the world told me, leading rabbis around the world, like for example, a rabbi who's also a doctor, a medical doctor, Rabbi Avram Steinberg, uh, told me that this is completely unjust and unprecedented, that the children should be banned, banned, deprived of an education because of lack of compliance with uh, a vaccine. Um, it's un unprecedented. What I discovered is that the reason why rabbis are afraid to speak out publicly is because the, the we have like this collective uh, multi generational PTSD, like huh. we are, that, that because 
because Jews have been traumatized, it's, you know, it, it, over, in the past millennium, and blamed for disease. And as you probably know, the Stalin uh, blamed blamed uh, Jewish doctors for di for disease for, and 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 Hitler and. Uh, um, you know, blamed the, the Nazis blamed the Jews for accused Jews of spreading typhus, and in in the in the uh, Middle Ages, the Catholic Church and uh, you know fomented violence against Jews because they were they were they were blamed for outbreaks like the Black the bubonic plague or Black Plague or whatever other things like that. And even in the Muslim world today, that persists still. The Jews are being blamed for disease. So people are, are terrified. Rabbis are terrified that their communities should be blamed. And the media will say, oh, we have a large percentage of unvaccinated people. And that's why there's this deadly measles outbreak, or now there's this deadly COVID outbreak. So they're terrified for their school to not, or their communities not to be as vaccinated as the rest of the population. And it's really a, a terrible, it's a shocking thing that here, here in, in, in 2021, we're almost in 2022, you know, have we learned so little from, from history that we're, we're still, you know, afraid of being bullied and being and being uh, marginalized I mean, and that's really what the i think that's the people are, are in this are gripped by this fear but i think that you're right if we if we stand together um all of us every every human being from all other all walks of life um and we and we rally under we rally under the the the, the infinite value of the, the individual yeah. every single individual human being has an infinite value and um I think that's how we could start, you know, winning minds and hearts of the people, the, the, the masses who are indifferent. You know, I think it's very interesting what you said. Like earlier on, we had a Catholic priest, you know, uh, or a bishop, and we discussed with him, you know, why the, the Pope is not, I mean, has decided to basically endorse the vaccines instead of coming out and saying, wow, it's, it's you know, something we have to look at because we are obliged. I mean, the Ten Commandments do not kill anyone, you know, so we should look in more in depth if this is like a dangerous product. For instance, you know, we should be a little bit more or look if it's really necessary. And, you know, I asked, but the Pope, you know, who he would have has so much power if he said, you know, let's step back uh, once, uh, you know, let's go one step back and look at it more with calm and then decide or something. So he could be such a powerful voice of, of, of reason, basically. And, you know, I think the same thing would also be with like rabbis, rabbis all around the world, for instance, because like, especially with, you know, the history of the, the Jews and the suffering and, you know, the wrong accusations, you know, this propaganda, like now I think the, the word of someone Jewish would be or could have been like in the process had everyone risen up and said wow let's look at this you know would have been very very powerful but like what you just said i can i can also see that it's because of the post-traumatic um, syndrome uh, stress syndrome, stress syndrome. <laughs> you know it's it's like also um or like this this trauma history that is you know connected with with you with your people it's um it's also very tough to stand out and then say this and get all that attention and you and risking to be the scapegoat again and you know be or like again in this uh, propaganda terms you know and then be um be um be attacked so i think there's also some kind of really some kind of fear not to go into this in into this role i understand this now much better you know after what you said yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's um, there are other there are other factors too. I think that the Jewish community has really been, like I said, has been subverted. Um, our values have been subverted. I, this whole I think that I, I also in a, again in a, in a religious context, 
I see what we're dealing with in the world as again as a form of um, as a form of like paganism and object objectification of science or like the god of science or scientism mm -hmm. whatever the right word is, um, and and uh, that's the other thing like people are so. You know, we, people are, are so afraid to, to to say something that would be can, can be accused of being anti-science, you know. Yeah. And therefore, they have to go along with this, um, and and you know, in this this um, you know, the 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 abuses, the uh, you know, horrible crimes against humanity that are being committed now in the name of science, you know, and and anyone who speaks out and says, hey, you know, let's put our foot on the brakes and let's reconsider this, and then they'll be automatically be, be called, you know, anti-science. It's kind of like you know. The kind of paganism of the olden days, you know, you, if you, if you, if you, um, you, there, you people uh, are afraid that people lost their voice. And, and um, as far as what you said about the Pope, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for other religions. I, I think that, I think that the, 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 the there, there are too many rabbis now that I would, I would say in a, it, I, 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 let me put it this way. I think that we have to um, transcend um, all, all people of faith nowadays. Yeah. Um, we have to um, move past organized religion, and I think the organized religions all have been subverted and they failed us. They betrayed their their cult. They betrayed their flock. And um, every person, you know, I've been, I've been, um, I've been. One of the things I've 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 spent quite a bit of time doing over the past uh, over the past year, year and a half, um, even before COVID. Actually, I was doing this. I've been helping people write religious exemption letters to keep their jobs or to keep their um, educations and um i've written thousands of letters for people of all different walks of life all different religions and um some someone someone um someone someone called me the the um the, the jewish alfred uh um schindler <laughs> uh or, or wallenberg and I, I i i wear that badge with pride um but i've been able to help lots and lots of people i i'll tell you the truth i don't know that religious exemption is is the right way to go i think it's only a band-aid because here in the United States, they're going to start eliminating religious exemption. Yeah. I mean, I'm helping people in the short term. What we really need is, is just like defiance, just you know, non-compliance. Yeah. You know? People but, have to um, rise up. That's the only way. Yeah, people have to rise up, exactly. But meanwhile, I helped a lot of people, many thousands of people. And I, what, 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 we, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to um, advise the people is, that, is to you see, it's, the, the, it's funny. Again, if you, as a, as a human rights um, uh, attorney, if you would see, if you would uh, observe what's going on here, like for example in New York State, you would be absolutely appalled. Like they keep um, moving the goalposts on religious exemption. Yeah. So maybe two, three years ago, you could cite its philosophical, moral, ethical reasons that was also protected by the First Amendment, and now they've they've uh, curtailed that. No, they've reject they reject moral ethical objections. If you believe in the Nuremberg Code, well, too bad. That's that's not religious enough. You know? yeah. If you believe in informed consent, if you believe if you're opposed to apartheid, that's not religious. It's got to be something like very specifically it has to fit in their neat little box. And also, now listen to this. It's, it's insanity. Recently, some federal agencies have been de declining religious exemption because they'll say, "Well, what's your religion? And if your religion does not have a unified stance against this vaccine, then we reject <laughs> your your right to to." to, to to cite that religious exemption as, as valid grounds of objection to this vaccine. So you cannot say Catholicism, you cannot say Judaism, you cannot say any ism. The only yeah. thing you could say is, I believe, and this is what I've been instructing people to say in order if they want to keep their job, that, that I reject organized religion. I believe that religion is a personal relationship between myself and my and, and my God based on scriptural values or based on Torah law, based on biblical law, whatever you want to say. 
because unfortunately uh, that's the that the establishment has failed us. So and and because they this whole agenda is trying to fit people into neat little packages like. You are part of us. You, you do not exist as an individual. You are part of a specific segment of the population. So, and that has to do with with gender politics and identity politics. You know, you're not an individual. You're a you're an African American. You know, you're not a you know you're a uh, you know GLBT or whatever it is. You know, and and the same thing. Oh, you're not you're not a, an individual. You are part of the faith called Judaism, and we already have some you know. Uh, uh, important rabbis who've already endorsed our vaccine. We've we, we, so we completely co-opted them. So, you know, so you don't get a voice anymore. Your individual voice doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why, unfortunately, these days we have to, I, you know, again, with all due respect to the, you mentioned Catholics, I, I, with all, I think that we have to, we have to assert our own rights as individuals and, and we have to, not as part of any specific religious order. And that goes for Jews as well. I agree 100%. I think most of the people, actually everyone who we spoke with today uh, agrees with you. Uh, this is too big uh, to stick to the little compartments that they tried to put us into. We have to unite, and that means we have to go beyond religious institutions. We have to realize that we're all human and, and right. unite on that level. Because that's what this is all about. It's about dehumanization. They're call they they're calling it transhumanism, but of course it's dehumanization. It's it's nothing else. They're trying to, and actually they're not just trying to kill us. They're trying to kill creation itself, and that is a very very bad sin. Even to me, I'm not a religious person, but I don't think that anybody who plays God will get away with it. No one will. Yeah, absolutely. Actually. That's one of the one of the uh, main religious objections that I write in my letter for people is the um, is the objection to uh, meddling with with existence, meddling with creation. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know that falls under the whole rubric in the Bible of, of forbidden mixtures, um, transhumanism. Um, absolutely, uh, I, I I feel like I but you know I, it's to 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 to. to Go back to what David said before. I, I'm also very hopeful. I think that we are uh, witnessing it, a, a, a reawakening. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm deeply concerned and, and, you know, troubled by how many people have to die before we, 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 we hit a point of a critical mass where there's enough, enough. There are enough people who are ready to stop complying. Right now, unfortunately, here, you know, there, there are not enough of us. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, a couple months ago, there was a video circulating. Of a, of a, it was actually a Jewish family on on a on an airline. I forgot which plane it was, uh, company it was, but they had a, a one year old or one and a half year old who was tantruming, wouldn't want, wouldn't wear the mask, and um, so the, they were, the the family was ordered off the plane. So they right. got up, they, they they got up, they they said, well, the child's under two or three years old, he, he doesn't want to wear a mask. We're not going to force him. So they, they they kicked the family off the plane, and as the family was. Uh, was was getting getting their belongings and leaving. All the other passengers were furious about what was happening. So they all got up and they all walked off the plane. Yeah. And the flight was canceled. And it was really wonderful. But you know, you know the the, the wonderful part of that was that everyone got up and walked out. And that's what we have to do at every level of society. Yes. But yes. The, the troubling part of this was that the airline didn't care. They didn't care. They canceled the flight. In other words, someone someone with very deep pockets is is compensating them to do this. And and uh, and we we. Um, so, in other words, the the the, the, the corporatist, these corporatist entities, 
don't care and they're going to continue to try to, to tyrannize us. But I feel like when we have enough people who did that on the plane to do that at every level of society, then we're going to start seeing some changes. So yes. we really have to reach out to the people who are on the other side of the aisle, really, who are, who are running to get the vaccine. And we have to reason with them and say, look, you choose that for yourself. That's great. But do you want people to be dragged to FEMA camps? Do you want children to be forced that informed consent? You know, that's really the that's anyway. By that's the really way, the FEMA message. camps are they are they pushing this now as an option to bring people for quarantine quarantine into FEMA camps? Uh, I don't. They haven't. I, I saw this in in the in. I heard. I, I've seen allegations of this in New York State that they have. Um, there are laws in the works. Um, there was a bill now that was just um, introduced here in our own state assembly here in Massachusetts that gives the government the right to for quarantine people against their will in 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 in, in government locations, um, and and I, I, we assume that they mean FEMA camps. Mm -hmm. um, and that and then fortunately that bill was was pulled off. There was a huge outcry, and the state senator who proposed that took it down. And um, but but I believe it's I believe that it's is. is um, I, even even states that that even even the red states, so to say, that means the states that are you know um, not as uh, you know you know what I mean by red state, blue state. You familiar with that concept? Mm -hmm. the, the redder states means the, the freer states. I don't know if that's the right yeah. word. Yeah. They, they also have very troubling laws on the books. You know that the, the, the state has the right to to vaccinate people by force, by to to, to sequester or 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 um, you know um, what's the right word? Quarantine people by force. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I believe that that's. I mean, that's the the word on the street is that there there are FEMA camps that are set up for this purpose, and like just like we're seeing now in Australia, um, that we that we will be seeing this here shortly as well, unless we turn the tide, unless we, you know. Well, so, much yeah, much of what, much of what we're seeing and hearing is simple threats. Uh, they're trying to cause us. To, they're, they're, what they really want to do is disorient us. They want to disorient us to the point that at which everyone agrees with everything. Okay, I agree. I'm going to get the shots. Uh, so we, I mean, we should take everything seriously, but still, many there's many false flags out there, many rumors that are just floating around in order to keep people in panic mode. Uh, so we always have to be careful, take a close look at what's really going on to find out the truth. Um, don't get scared off so easily. Um, I do think that the only way to, to turn this thing around is by exactly what you said. Uh, we have to go beyond organized religion because organized religion, I think of every color, uh, has been uh, submerged. Um, every color. Uh, call it, uh, it's the Catholics, it's Judaism, it's, um, it's, uh, it's everything. Um, we have to recognize that we're individuals and we have to make individual choices and it, it's okay to belong to a religion of course uh it makes sense um but organized religion cannot be trusted anymore they have failed us they have failed the people right right you know, um reiner you mentioned you mentioned a really good point i, I um about about uh, about being realistic with what's really going on and not and not um not being not having fear i was with my i was my friend um um, um, my, um, uh, I'm a loss for words right now. Um, my, my, um, and a, 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 a colleague of mine, I can't recall her name right now. Oh, Dr. Simone Gold. That's it. Oh was. yeah. Dr. Dr. Simone recently, I was, I was in an event with her sometime back and she said, she said something about how we have to, um, that people are afraid of a disease. So we have to make them afraid of the vaccine. And I thought about it later. 
I thought about it later, and I, I, I thought to myself that fighting fear with fear is not necessarily the right thing, like you're saying. We have to warn people about the, about the dangers of the vaccine, but ultimately we have to appeal to their conscience beyond fear. Mm-hmm. The, 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 and I think, that, I think that the only reason I mentioned we went to you know, FEMA camps, you know, I, I feel that, that when, we're talking to, when we're talking to people who are supporting these mandates or complying with these mandates, I, the reason I think it's important to talk about FEMA camps and it's important to talk about what's going on in Austria, what's going on in, in, in Israel, what's going on in, in Australia, is because people here have to have to wake up at it. They have to, they have to, we have to kind of rouse them out of their indifference. And they think, oh yeah, we're, we got, you got to go get your third booster because you have to go, this is for the, for the, for the, for the greater good and, and, and it's the public health policy. So we need to, to reason with them and tell them, look, com- your compliance with health policy is endangering all of us. It's endangering these children. It's endangering, it's endangering all of our own personal body sovereignties. In other words, at what point do we say, I'm going to stop being afraid of an illness and I'm going to start, I'm going to start um, dedicating my life to, to values that transcend life itself? You know? And interesting, going back to the Bible, you know, we, there, there are um, values. There are values in the Bible, for example, it's worth that it's worth risking my life for freedom. Freedom is a value which transcends life itself, and um, likewise, I would I would risk my life. I would say, I will be willing to sacrifice my life for what I believe in, for for higher truths. You know, to to reject um, p- paganism or to or to you know or to stand up for freedom, for liberty, for 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 you know objective, tr- objectively true values. So, I feel like that's I, I, that's why I mentioned. That's why I mentioned, you know, FEMA camps. I feel like I, with people here, I've been trying to, uh, to warn people about what's coming up. Even at the very beginning of COVID, I remember, and I one of the other things I'm, I'm proud of, besides for being the, the Jewish Schindler, <laughs> I've also I've also been. I've also been um, I, I believe I might be. I think our synagogue may might be the only one that in the entire the only house of worship here in the Northeast and the entire New England which did not close its doors once throughout the entire um, so-called pandemic. And what happened was, I, I'll, I'll just share with you quickly with your viewers, I, it was March 2020, and we were about to, we were, we were also very frightened of this, of this disease and of this contagion. And we were considering shutting our doors for two weeks, like the governor here in Massachusetts was saying, you know, two weeks, shut, shut down two weeks to, to you know, to, 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 to flatten the curve. So we were thinking of doing that. It was the, the they were, and then all of a sudden I was driving one day and I was listening to the news and the governor came on and he said, he recommended, I'm sorry, that was the governor of New York was saying that. It was just the governor of Massachusetts came on the news and said that they're, they're, they're instructing all houses of worship to shut their doors uh, for two weeks and, and to, for all, to stop all their non-essential uh, services, all their non-essential um, uh, functions, such as uh, communal worship. So when I heard that the, gov- the governor of our state say that, a red flag went up in my mind because my grandmother survived. She not only she survived deadly pogroms in Ukraine in, in, in the early 1900s, she also survived Stalinism and Bolshevism. And w- w- as soon as I hear the governor telling me that that, that, that communal worship is non-essential, that's like a, a, a recipe for disaster. So I, I got home and I told my wife that we are not shutting the doors of our synagogue, not even for one day, because that that was the that Saturday was going to be the first. That was be the first Sabbath that we were thinking to say that we're going to be shutting our doors for two weeks. And I sent it, I sent an email out to our community and I said, we are not shutting our doors. We are not closing. We, we were going to continue having services as, as usual. If you're worried about disease, then you're welcome to stay home. But 
if you want to come join me in prayer, please come and join me. I called up our our, our um, Department of Education, our Department of uh, of uh, Department of Health, our local local um, board of health in our town, and I notified him. He was a, he's a doctor. I notified him that we were not going to be closing our doors and we were going to be continuing having services as regular. Um, and he said, "Well, didn't you hear the governor's orders that that you have to you have to stop all non-essential things for two weeks?" And I said, "Yeah, but." public worship is essential. And he said, oh, I said, in our religion, communal worship is essential. And that I'm, I'm fulfilling the, the, the governor's orders. I'm, I'm staying open <laughs> for essential reasons. So then he said, okay, well, he said, could you at least in, enforce um, social distancing? Like people have to stay, stay six feet apart, you know, two meters apart. So I said, well, actually, I said, I'd love to do that too. But in our religion, when you, when you, when you go to the synagogue, you get called up to the Torah. So you have to go to stand right next to the Torah and the Torah reader has to stand next to you. And and there has to be two people correcting and we're not permitted to stand six feet away. So it's essential for us to be close with one another <laughs> in certain parts of the service. So I cannot enforce, I sorry, I cannot enforce it because it's, we, it's, we have essential things that we have to do. So he said, okay, well, could you at least um, enforce, um, uh, this was before the masks. He said, could you at least enforce um, using hand lotion and everyone has to wash their hands and having washing stations for, you know, the, the antiseptic sand lotion. So I told him, look, I'm really sorry, I said, but in the Orthodox tradition, we don't use lotions on the Sabbath because it's 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 one of the um, customs that we don't do on the Sabbath. It's, it's like a labor of, 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 of I, I explained to him. I said, we don't we not use hand lotions on the Sabbath. I said, but these are all essential to our faith. So he said, okay, fine. And he said, okay. And he notified the police that we're staying open. He notified the fire department. And we were the only house that was just stayed open the entire, the entire so-called pandemic. And, you know, I thought about it later when I started writing exemptions for people that COVID that not only is our public worship is essential for us, but showing my face and breathing is essential for me. Walking around and living my life is essential for me. Visiting my elders is essential. Um, uh, embracing another fellow human being and the way shaking their hands, that's all essential for me. So I have an exemption to, to every single part of, 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 of every single aspect of COVID policy. And, oh, I know what I was going to tell you, Ryan. As a lawyer, okay, so, you know, here in the United States, have you studied American law also? Yes, US I went. I went to yeah. UCLA. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Okay, I'm from LA also, so I'm very. You are. UCLA. Well, I'm admitted to yeah, the so. California bar. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Okay, I, I'm from the San Fernando Valley. I grew up there, but um, that's nice. That's, so, anyway, that, you, that's you, where that's where ET comes from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> actually, I was actually I I, I was I was uh, I had I was uh, I, I I um. I I was I auditioned for a couple of Hollywood movies a long time ago. <laughs> I remember cool. my twin brother. We. We, we auditioned for a Don, John Travolta movie and, and uh, a Devilman Gum commercial. But anyway, the, I was going to tell you, here in the United States, we have the, the we, we, again, if we were supposed to have a rule, rule of law, and the, the, the Supreme Court has, has ruled definitively numerous times that if the state or if the government wants to impose a policy that infringes in a, a First Amendment right of freedom of religion or any essential human liberty, then the state has to exercise what they called strict scrutiny. Yeah. And 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 there, what what shocks me, what boggles my mind, is that there has been no strict scrutiny. Strict scrutiny has not been demonstrated for any single aspect of COVID policy. Not for their PCR tests. Not for their masks. Not for their social distancing. Uh, it, it, not for their vaccine. So we're we're, we're dealing with and, and here there there's this extraordinary uh, infringement in our freedoms of essential human liberties. Covering your face—that that you know—the the right to breathe without obstruction is 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 so 
uh, quintessential to, to liberty. It's, it falls under the rubric of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, and here they're infringing on our right, my, my mobility, my, my right to, a, to, 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 to make a living, my right to go out into the public, my right to breathe uh, because of, 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 of fear mongering that has no, there's no scientific empirical evidence to any of it. There is no, there is no, uh, there is no, there's no strict scrutiny. It, it, and it, 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 it boggles my mind that people, you know, and I've lived in a place of liberal-minded people who, who profess to, 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 to love freedom and profess to, 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 to uh, you know, to, to, to keep laws and want to keep laws. And here we are flagrantly, uh, or all, we're all complicit silently, yeah. complicit while our government is trampling our laws. And yeah. I, I don't know how to, like, I, I feel like the message here is like just besides for the message of hope, like you said, we're, we 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 are all you know are, we 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 rally under the banner of individual liberties and of humanity, but how could we get these people, these 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 all these other people outside over here who are walking around with masks on their face and 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 complying at the great peril, a great peril to to our great peril, to the great detriment of humanity? How can we get them to, to to realize that no, we have a system of laws here, and this is like, all of this is against against our laws, against our own law, against their own laws. And and if you if you are alluding to strict scrutiny, it's not enough. First of all, the burden of proof is on the government. If they're going to take away our freedoms, our liberties, then they're going to have to demonstrate that there's a compelling reason. But that's not enough. They also have to demonstrate that whatever they're trying to do is effective and, of course, proportional. All these things that have to be considered. They haven't even tried to demonstrate that. At no point in this entire discussion have they ever tried to demonstrate. They haven't even Yes, they did try to demonstrate that there's a compelling reason. but. We have a pandemic is not a compelling reason. You have to question, you have to be able to question and get a court of law to look into this. Is there really a pandemic? Is there really a pandemic? Is there a, or is there a PCR test pandemic? That's what we're trying to prove in the courts of law. And one of these days, I'm very, very certain we're going to succeed, either in the US or here. Yeah, God willing, well, we're praying for you. <laughs> we're praying for you and we're. We really appreciate all your efforts, and you're 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 a big hero. You're you're you know. Oh, we're uh, um, we're trying to do our best, and we're going to start this international criminal case very soon, uh, just to demonstrate that we can do it. We have the right people. We have a real judge. We have a real prosecutor. We have real attorneys. We have real experts, and we have real witnesses who will testify from all over the world. Will testify to the harm that they suffered because of the shots, for example. It's amazing. That will that'll be a let's hope and pray that that'll be a next uh, Nuremberg trials. I I um I feel like um you know I I I feel like the the the, the country that you have to the, you have to go after all these states, all these yeah. rogue um yeah. all these rogue governments. But but the worst offender of all is in the state of Israel. And um, it's, it's, I, isn't I, that I, weird? I said, I, well, it's it's the ironic. But you know what? I I said this in the very beginning, right when I right when this uh, right when this started, and and um, I. I Israel started kind of like moving ahead, or you know, of all these other states, all these other countries, in in um, enforcement of, of these of these draconian mandates and hysteria. And I said it right then and there. I I said, you know, look, the state of Israel, it's also has a rogue, it's a rogue regime. Mm -hmm. It's like all these other governments are completely, yeah. you know, co-opted co by corporatism. Yeah. But the reason I believe the reason why it happened there first is because that was that would be the most the unlikeliest of places because. Oh, Jews would do another Holocaust to fellow Jews, and we, yeah. we're victims of a Holocaust. So, oh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, he would 
he would he would be he would he, he's going to do like Dr. Mengele did and force force uh, his own population six million Jews just yeah. like last time to, to 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 experimentation without informed consent is inconscionable. Of course, he's doing it because he's he concerned he's concerned about their safety, you know. And 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 I, I, that's um, you know that's that's why it happened there first because because if it would have happened anywhere else, everyone would be saying, hey, this is this is another Holocaust in the making. But yeah. when 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 the Jews do it to the Jews, all of a sudden it's 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 it becomes. Uh, <laughs> It's because of concern. It's because of genuine concern, you know. But but we we but the reality is, Reiner. I don't know how if you studied this, but you know, it's this, the state of Israel has been conducting experiment experiments without informed consent against against children for 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 decades. Unfortunately, you know, yes. Yeah. And, and and I don't and I don't know if you know I don't know that we talk about you know again like Jews here around the world. Oh, they, they, they say these, these empty slogans never again, never again. But they're star it's staring in them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and they're ignoring it. And, and, and I feel like it's like, you know, it was always about like, it was always, oh, it's only about Nazism. Like uh, if, it, if, it's, if, it's, uh, if it's packaged this way, then, then it's a Holocaust. But, but if, it's, if it's not being perpetrated by people in brown, brown coats or brown shirts, but it's being perpetrated by people in white coats, then all of a sudden it can't be a Holocaust <laughs> anymore. It's like, so it's so juvenile, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. And the worst irony of all is that the pandemic was invented here in Germany. Uh, you know, the PCR test, not, it, of, of course, the original inventor of the PCR test is the very funny, very intelligent, very witty Carrie Mullis, who won a Nobel Prize for it, and deservedly so. But then there's this crook who calls himself Professor Dr. Drosten. He's neither a real professor, nor is he a real doctor. He invented the PCR test, which he, he claims can detect infections. Of course, that's a blatant lie and he knows it. So that's how the pandemic was created. It's not a, a pandemic, it's a PCR test pandemic. And on top of that, you have a German company working on the first and producing the first vaccine that was marketed, BioNTech. It's BioNTech Pfizer, but it's, it's a I German know. company. And that was sold to the Israeli people. That is the worst irony of all. Yeah, and you know, you know, the, the other irony there is that what is the the CEO of Pfizer? Yeah, is a Jewish man who's yeah. a who's a descendant of Greek Holocaust survivors. Yes, and and they made a big deal about that. Like, mm. oh, he's a he he himself is a, a, a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, and, and and here he is ending this pandemic to save humankind from destruction. It, it's all part of this like a psyop. It's all part of this. Uh, it, it's a it's a psychological warfare that they're that yes. they're using. But but uh, yeah, I I just like look, you know, I. I I feel like I, I I like to reiterate what you said before because I think it was very meaningful that that, that this is the the the, the, the like um, what's his name what's the governor's name in in New York the last governor Cuomo uh, Cuomo mm -hmm. Governor Cuomo so they finally they, they they when they confronted him about masks so show us the data show us the science of a mask show us the science on PCR tests so you know what he answered he answered well we didn't have, it wasn't really about the science it was about fear. It was about we were afraid. We wanted to protect people, so to save lives, we have to. It was a, it was a knee-jerk reaction. We have to impose these these mandates to try to save people. So really, what this is all about is fear. And really, it, 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 all paganism, all all of these you know these yeah. these pagan cults and that were all based on fear. Like if you Absolutely. don't bow down to this statue, then it's not going to rain. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to. So, and, and 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 really, all of these things are based on fear. And I I feel in a, in a, in, a, in a in a positive way. Just I just like to, I would like to maybe end off in a, in a positive note that I, I feel that we like like David said before, like you said, 
I think we're li living in truly glorious times. And the, re the reality is that we are really, humankind is ready to embrace a new consciousness, a new yes. a, a consciousness of the infinite value of the individual, of the individual rights, and of celebrating all of our own humanity, you know, and um, rising above the overlords, the, the these human overlords, which is like an old form of enslavement, uh, uh, pa paganism, which is really an anachronism in our time. And I feel like all the evil, all the bad stuff, has to rise to the surface so we can end it. And and the way we'll, we'll we're going to uh, we're going to prevail over it is by not only by uniting, but by 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 overcoming fear, like faith over fear. And we have to have faith in humanity, you know, faith in humanity, faith in the indomitable um, human spirit, mm -hmm. um, and that we are going to. We, and that's going to vanquish fear. So, um, and I think that I think that we're we're going to do this. We've we've got this. Too. We just have to, we just have to, yeah. You know, we just have to to stand strong and um, stand together. Yeah, this is the time. But I want to say one one last thing as well. Like, or uh, you know, like when you think of the story of like David and Goliath. You know, it's um, it's the difference here is we are not just one day David or David. You know, we are uh, many a David. You know, we are so many. And if we all join together, you know that one uh, ti uh, titan is 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 like is going to look ridiculous Sorry. in compare in comparison to the tons of Davids that that are all out there, you know, pulling the. She's she's always referring to, uh, and alluding to the movie The Wizard of Oz. You know, the, uh, one of the last scenes is when they pull away the curtain and this giant is just a little dwarf all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's what's going to happen very soon. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we, we, um, yeah, we, we, um, we, we, we've, we've, we've always been the, um, we've always had the power. We've always had the, yeah. the individual has always been the most powerful force in the world. It's just that we've allowed these, these, these con, con artists, these, um, yeah, to co opt everything. I think, um, I, I agree. I think we're, we're, we're all the Davids. We have to stand together and we're going to top all the Goliath. Uh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, Michael, it was a real pleasure. I, I love talking to you. Um, I, I think we're going to talk again because it's fun. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a great honor. Thank you so much. And, and, and God bless you, both of you, and all everything you're doing for, 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 for humanity, for and, each, each and, of us. And you for everything you do. Thank you. Okay, take good care. And have, a, and have a great time. <laughs> thank you. Have a wonderful holiday. Yes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Ja, ja, wieder eine Sitzung, die äh, also, erstaunlich war. Erstaunlich und also gerade also wirklich schockierend, auch ja, ja. mit Australien, das hat mich wirklich... Shocking, wenn du denkst, was wir von Australien gehört haben, ist es wirklich überwältigend, was da passiert. Und dann ein Mann steht auf und sagt, das ist es. Eine große Nummer von Davids. Well. I think this takes us to the end of our session. Do you have anything else fundamental to say? Well, maybe just the three um, uh, little videos that we have. Um, one is a very funny video. It's not only it's not funny only. Um, <clears throat> Somebody talks about uh, marketing of the vaccine producers uh, can be applied to everywhere else. Very funny. And then he says, well, in the end, it's sad. And another video that will be uh, that uh, it interviews someone 
from one of the mainstream media, and I don't think they published it, who was so smart, a normal person, talks so smartly that somebody who recorded thought this must be spread and... Uh, I don't think the person who interviewed him could that get that on uh, on air. And then Renata Bana, last but least, one of the uh, most prominent uh, medical lawyers, uh, pointing out that you are not allowed to subject the children to the BioNTech uh, vaccines. The others neither, but this one is lethal. Well, I think we also have a video uh, uh, from Bernie in Australia. I don't know um, if you have it. Um, uh, he mentioned that up to $13,000 can be charged uh, for anyone who uh, sneezes onto you in public. Well, we... Um, okay. So tomorrow is the beginning of the holiday season, or the, the Christmas, really. So... Um, if you're alone, we hope that uh, you find other people to uh, support you. You can, uh, you're welcome to take a look at the website of uh, Ludwig Schmitz, and um, also if you need support, you can see if we can locally uh, network, um, get connected there, and I think uh, soon we will see some change. Well, yes, I agree. I think so as well. Well, by way of ending, I would like to point out that we need support. We have a new website, a new account. Please check it out on the website. And uh, the people who um, do the technical end here um, also need a bit of um, uh, support. So uh, we would appeal to you to support us. So all that remains to us is wish you a Merry Christmas. And we will be here and we'll continue fighting until the fight has been won. We will not get off uh, the horse. We'll stay in the saddle. So Merry Christmas again and um, Happy New Year. And we'll, we'll see each other again, maybe before that. Goodbye. Well, the marketing of the uh, vaccination manufacturers, the pharmaceutical uh, lobby, is applicable to any business. For instance, car dealerships. Imagine you're a car dealer, and I, uh, I'm a car dealer, and I send you a, sell you a car, and the car breaks, and I tell you, well, you have to buy another one. <laughs> right, and then you buy the second, and half a year later, the the MOT is up, and you have to buy another one. Or, or, or better, even better, that car breaks and I have to justify myself um, and I tell you, your car broke because your neighbor didn't buy a car from me. <laughs> it's killing me. That's ingenious. That's ingenious. No, it's sad. So, uh, why are you demonstrating here? What's my motivation? No, what are you criticizing uh, with the corona measures? I don't understand. What do you, what do you uh, criticize? Well, I don't understand the measures. I don't understand the differentiation. What do you understand? Well, I don't understand that our children are kept like animals. 
that, for instance, uh, children have to get up um, in class and uh, indicate their vaccination status and uh, hear that their parents don't have the right to give them advice, that other students, the peers, are used to segregate them, that I have a, a neighbor uh, with a daughter in school and she was told by uh, her teacher that she can't expect grinds anymore if she doesn't get tested. That's what I criticize. I do not criticize um, a mask for some people, uh, for instance, our health minister, because then you can't see his uh, bad teeth, um, and I mean it. And I uh, criticize uh, the uh, minister, the um, uh, mayor of this city um, who doesn't want us to demonstrate. Well, I have a right uh, to demonstrate against the uh, requirement to get vaccinated. I criticize that after an independent musician, I am kicked out out of my uh, social security fund because I don't have enough, earn enough money to keep up my payments, my contributions. I criticize my country uh, um, for inviting only uh, people to talk shows um, into the media that are paid by all of us. Um, they only invite people who uh, talk the government line. Uh, I criticize that people uh, organize this sort of event here that they have to announce it um, in 1980. My father never did that. They just went and demonstrated. I criticize that um, somebody says in uh, Berlin, uh, my name is Olaf Scholz, I'm king and uh, there will be no red lines anymore. So we'll have a line uh, going down the road. On one side, the um, vaccinated, the unvaccinated on the other side, the, the poor, the, the stupid ones on one side, the smart ones on the other, the circumcised on one side, the uncircumcised on the other. That's the problem. Or the problem that we have left-right radicalism, that we are uh, denounced as right-wing radicals. That's the problem. I have two children. Uh, who uh, don't need to show their uh, vaccination that uh, Germany gives us uh, the right uh, to uh, keep the vaccination states of the children secret from each other. I want to have an armband that says unvaccinated. That's some criticism that I have. I criticize that well, why can we only demonstrate on Wednesday? Why not tomorrow? Why not the whole night through? Now, how will you continue? A revolution in Germany? Take back Germany? Separate, separate from left-wing radicalism? That's what we need to do. Stop ordering from Amazon? As an unvaccinated person, not to accept being um, told off by uh, vaccinated people, and this, uh, the other way around. Families are split down the middle. That has to stop. That's why we stand here. Nobody uh, is telling you you have to go demonstrating. Everybody has to know for themselves whether people are willing to uh, uh, to take what's going on here. I don't know if um, half the government are governing now. And uh, we have a, a very stupid young uh, generation. They're too uh, dumb to 
demonstrate. Um, they go to school. Uh, a teacher is fired if he tells a child to sit still. Um, no respect anymore. We have no uh, doctors anymore. Um, we have a friend who is very ill, can't go to the city of Greifswald uh, for treatment because they have corona there. So what do all the um, refugees who are coming here, are they coming to die because we're all dying here? South Africa, people don't, some people don't even know that there's a wave. Do you know what the next wave is called? What's the name of a wave where we it's called raw because we want to talk to it that we will go through the entire Greek alphabet that's the way it is you say what thank you very much thank thank you I can't hear you really because you're wearing a mask contrary to our health minister <coughs> Today it's Sunday, the 19th of December 2021. It's the fourth advent. It's just before midnight. This is again Beata Bana, uh, expert lawyer for medical law, with a very urgent warning to all parents, doctors, and everybody involved in. Uh, who is ready to vaccinate children between 11 and 5, but children up to 18 years old as well. There is a concrete risk of life for the children by the vaccination with Kobernati. Children by no means must be vaccinated all doctors that vaccinate and everybody who gets involved in this is criminally punishable punishable due to the uh, medicine law paragraph 95 people who uh, test uh, untested and unclear vaccines and medical drugs in on people are punishable up to three years and in severe cases even up to 10 years which is in my view the case here why is the vaccine combinati by biontech a questionable drug because the production of this drug uh, is against the known pharmaceutical rules according to paragraph 8 drug law why is it against paragraph why does it violate paragraph 8 because the main components substances which are on the list of substances available to read up in the Paul Ehrlich Institute's webpage and EMA the European Drug Association it contains two components which are not approved for application in or with human beings these are two substances alc 315 and alc 159 so-called particle forming nanolipides and these are produced amongst others by a u.s american company or eclan corporation this company is not a pharmaceutical company but it is a technological company working for automation technology 
the special field of operation is the connectivity of everyday devices. So I do wonder why does it need to protect from viruses to have nanoparticles and nanolipides that are apparently uh, produced to connect devices. Beyond this, even on the page of this technology company, it is said that these two substances, substances the first are the first two components of Pfizer's component list of the vaccine, that these two substances are only authorized for research use and not for application in people. And beyond this, the latest safety report of Pfizer itself, which is from the 7th of December 21, it says that there is no data on anything concerning these two substances. Beyond that, there is no toxicologic uh, assessment or um, cancerous assessment or uh, um, reciprocal effects with other drugs. These are massive violations against so-called good clinical practices, GDP, GCP. This is rules that have been applicable for decades in producing um, vaccines on an international level. It is an unprecedented and intentional criminal <clears throat> violation of these regulations to put these substances as main substances in vaccines which are by no means authorized. There's no classification, no instant, uh, toxicity and cancerogenity of these substances and that here we are obviously in a clinical trial with a million, billions of people, 83 million in Germany are not informed about this. For this reasons, these violations against paragraph 8 uh, um, medical act and 5 are article 5 are obvious and who vaccinates and hears this is punishable in criminal law the doctors the parents the judges the um, everybody else involved in the rule uh, court proceedings are punishable as well why because here by this medicines act and this is severe cases even the risk of death and substantial harm to the health is seen we have already now 25 23 times more deaths by corona than by hundreds of millions of vaccines vaccinations in the last 20 years um, um, uh, in nine my nine we have five dead children after biontech vaccines the um, reporting rate is low the dark figure can be assumed 50 to 100 times as high it could have been hundreds of children who have already died of combinati i have to urgently warn you all and urgently request you to not vaccinate the children and do everything to protect the children it is about the health and life of our children thank you for your attention Hey, 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 this is um, Australia, 
Um, uh, I uh, uh, want to talk about the rumors that uh, there is uh, up to a $30,000 fine if you spit at someone. I have uh, shown a video last year that this has been out for a year. This is not new. Uh, it's been the case in Queensland last year already that if you deliberately sneeze or cough in someone's faces, you can be fined up to $13,400. Um, so just to clarify this, new rules have been brought out that if somebody is um, um, offended, if you offend somebody in service, then there is another fine for that.